Dancer. Dan is back with its highly anticipated sixth season, and fans can expect some big changes. But the big question many are asking, are you ready for the year 2000? 2000. Welcome to Danden Bravo, a podcast news magazine, a cultural platform that unveils the most impactful cultural moments of a single year. And the year in question, this episode is... Oh, two? Oh, two? Oh, two? <laughs> 2002, also known as 2K2. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, 2002 though. Look at 20. Are you looking at it? 2002. 2002. 22. Yeah, it's the only. It's the only pal, palindromic. It's a palindromic. Hey, so yeah, palindromic. Yeah. The only palindromic year I think we'll cover this on this format this season. We did 1991 last season. And probably the most design-friendly year for New Year's Eve classes. I mean. Oh, absolutely. Like you can't get. Yeah. There's been some bad ones over the years to try to make that work, but this was yeah. this was the pinnacle of oh true yeah it does not get better than this well I mean, I mean maybe you, anything in the 2000s really is is like working yeah but very because well. of the balance yeah the, the palindrome, palindrome. Like you're saying the the palindrome like it really just makes it nice like you right. can get creative with some of the other ones and and but this is just this is uh, the easiest way the easiest one. Oh, and we said the only palindromic year this season. It's the only palindromic year we will, will ever talk like will ever <laughs> no, talk about. Think about other years. No, we no. did 1991. Oh, oh, shit. that's true. Last season. I was thinking about forwards, not backwards. Oh, mess. <laughs> oh, mess. Yeah, th- just wait until 3003. Yeah. No, I'm thinking we're gonna cover 1881 next yeah. season, right? The 1880s. <laughs> yeah, maybe 2112. Yeah, twenty one. Oh, twenty one twelve. Year twenty one twelve. Yeah, yeah if we, we can like there. predict what what happens. Like, yeah, we, that'd be kind like, of fun. We, we could do like AI generated music <laughs> and like <laughs> do the imagine do like the a, charts. <laughs> a whole Dan and Bravo of the future, and we predict every single cultural item. We could do that. I mean, we could. We could. That'd be pretty hard. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast that you're listening to before. Dave said a couple of words. He said, podcast news magazine. Yeah. And uh, this is a podcast that you're listening to. Dan and Brave presents. Oh, gosh. My name is presenter Brandon, and I've been really looking forward to doing this 2002 year for a long time. We've talked about that, like, at least for me personally, biggest blind spot of, like, I don't really remember much that went on aside from, like, Wow. World things. Well, maybe the reason why I was the biggest blind spot was because you weren't wearing your 2002 New Year's glasses. <laughs> or I kept wearing them all year instead oh, okay. of my real glasses. Right, things were a little yeah. bit fuzzy. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That works as well. Right. You yeah. didn't get the prescription O2s. I didn't know. <laughs> you didn't get the prescription O2s. Yeah. 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 I have 20 O2 vision. Is that, is <laughs> yeah. that good vision? 
<laughs> yeah, they're actually the best possible glasses you like you could yeah. wear. Yeah. Uh, no matter yeah, what. Like, at, at some point in life, like everyone just accepted that 2020 vision was really good. And then at, at another point, it was like, actually, 2010 is like better. It's like, wh- who decided this? And when, when did, why did nobody tell us this? I don't get how that works. But well, maybe 2002 is better than 2010. Well, real quick, how come you can't just call the year 22? You're not allowed to say 20 until you hit the like the teens well, or the, the next decade, really. Like, Well, no. Okay, 20, you're not. Like 2010 is when you can start doing it. You can say 2010, but you can't say 29. It's a weird, it's a weird stupid English language thing. Eh. Error. <laughs> That's an error. Someone fucked up. The English language is an error. <laughs> it is. It's just so it much, is an it's, error. It's so stupid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Stupid language. True. So many things. Have, there's an exception to everything. Nothing makes <laughs> sense. Don't get me started. Don't get me started. Don't yeah. get me fucking started. Sopranos 2000s. But we talked about last year, Dan, that like th- this year is the true 9-11 year because I was just gonna, we're yeah. living completely yeah. in the aftermath. The shadow of the shadow. Yeah, this right. is like when... so like into Yeah, in 2001, yeah, there's a lot of 9-11 content, which... I decided to skip over in our Dan and Bravo episode in 2001. Like I avoided the TV segment completely, but yeah, 2002. Yeah. It's even more so. I mean, it's, it's all, it's like the post nine 11 world and, you know, being proud to be an American. I mean, yeah, it's everywhere. Freedom fries. Probably, you know, we'll get to it, but no, maybe no greater example than sports. I mean, Oh my God, it's just, you know, it's everywhere in sports. It's, it's, it's all over the place. Across culture, I saw it in you know my my research for various topics for this show. I mean, it's mm-hmm. that stuff just kind of comes up. But also, I am presenter number two. I'm presenter Danny. Oh yeah, and I'm presenter number three, Dave Cologne. Um, yeah, living in fear this whole year. <laughs> <laughs> it's not funny, but it's not it's, funny. <laughs> like afraid of. Like every time a plane flies over, oh yeah, the house. <laughs> every major it's... event, like sporting event, like any, yeah. any any like any event where there's gonna be a lot of people there, it was yeah, national security risk. You know, it was uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. scary, scary times, but we we made it through. Yeah, so on this show, we're gonna go through different uh, topics and just kind of give you a a a general sense of the year 2020 uh, 2002 um you know uh we might touch on some of the biggest events and moments of the year some of the little things you might have missed but we try to get a uh, big picture some of the topics i tend to cover on the show movies food technology broadway that's the stuff that i cover not every topic every episode but yeah, yeah. Oh, do we, this might be on board bills. Where do we talk about like where we were at in 2002? That's more of a board bills thing, I think. Right. Or, or we might have show. already done this on. I, yeah, well, I guess I it, comes, I, yeah. it comes after that. It comes out after this, but we recorded it already. I, I think yeah. we did. I think we did we do that have, on that show. So. But we can say again, like what like quickly. We yeah. Yeah. Um, like, this is what? end of end of seventh grade, beginning of eighth grade. Yes. Yep. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yep. Oh, right. Yeah, because we were in seventh grade when 9-11 9/11 happened. 9-11 happened. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So, yep. 
Yeah, summer between seventh and eighth grade. Yeah. Um, and then going into eighth grade, that was this year, 2002. What is that? Is that 12 turning 13? Or is it a... Yeah. yeah. For some. For some. Or right? no. <laughs> yeah. Or do I have... Or is it 11 turning 12? See that? Now, that's where I, I get screwed up. I turning... Got to do quick math. 14 this year? I really remember the grades and what's going on in the grades really well. When you right. say age, I get... I, I have no idea. Like, I get screwed yeah, up. Yeah. 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 Like, I can't tell you yeah. the difference of feeling 11 versus feeling yeah. 12. I, I think right. I remember thinking when I was 12, this is the best year of my life. I remember <laughs> thinking like, this is the best age I've ever been. Maybe, it, maybe, maybe the it was. The best I've ever felt in my life. I remember like reflecting. I remember, I mean, I remember 10 being a big deal because it's like double digits and right. you're like, okay, yeah, this is cool. I think 13 <laughs> felt like the, the next achievement for me. Although I didn't, I don't feel like 11 12, and 12, right, 12. felt uh, monumental. I, that makes sense. Yeah. You're not a teen yet. Tween, yeah. you're tween. You have no rights. <laughs> you start getting more rights when you're 13. PG-13 <laughs> movies, you know. Yeah. Teen-rated uh, video games. Like teen clubs, like teen club night. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's teen night. You, you, you can smoke, like, non-tobacco cigarettes. No. <laughs> can you do hookah? Like, uh, no. Yeah, you can uh, do... You could do hookah. You can do teen porn. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, God. Whoa. Yeah. And, and I think heroin also. I think those are the... Hmm. Yes. Yeah. That, that was... Yeah. So that you was have the, some rights. You don't have yeah. all, all the rights. Right. Can't vote. No, can't, can't vote. vote. No military. Well, after, not, after 9-11, they needed all the help they could <laughs> yeah. get. Yeah. I know I joined right away. <laughs> I all wanted right. to join ROTC. ROTC. <laughs> anyway, that's a different story. <laughs> that, um, we're, not, we're, we're not there yet. That's not cool, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> I, wanted to, I wish I could say, I wish I could honestly say that's cool. It isn't. No, it wasn't cool. And I didn't even really think about if it was cool or not. I just didn't want to go to uh, Catholic high school because I had no friends there. Right. So I was we like did, trying yeah. to convince my mom I wanted to be in ROTC. You've talked to Little did you, right. little You've talked did about you know. This. Little did you know that the next year you would meet two podcast co- colleagues true. that yeah. you would know almost 20 years later. That but is- then still not be fully comfortable with yourself until the following year. Right. A hundred percent. Yeah. Ninth grade, friendly. I still was bitter. I was so bitter that I wasn't in uh, ROTC. Right. Friendly with me and Brandon, but still not all the way in. Still not yeah. sold on. <laughs> not sold on. On us or this anybody. New, this new environment. Yeah. But that's, that's let's sold. talk about the topics. All right. So is it presenter order for this one? Yeah. But I guess you have something to tell us. Oh, you, it's usually my segment first. I'm sorry. We start with a segment. It um, it is presenter order first, unfortunately, because the segment wow. I'm skipping is wow. the weather. Because I fucking hate doing it. I hate putting it together. It probably takes me the longest to put that together of any of our segments. Well, it could, I hate it. could doing be it. weather slash uh, tragedies. And well, I usually, up a I usually do include natural disasters. Nat- that's that's natural uh, Dan's asteroids. That's that segment. Yeah. Um, we can start doing like terrorist attacks. Oh, uh, yeah, that'll be fun. Yeah. Hostage uh, situations. No more weather talk. You're like um, preventing us from having regular old conversations. So it's kind of cool. You know, like how people say talking about the weather is like the most generic. Yeah. 
Lowest form of conversation. Lowest form of conversation. You want us to dig deep going into other topics. So I kind of appreciate Yeah, bro. Yeah. We're above that. None of this superficial rubbish. Yeah. yeah. Weather talk. That was for that time when Dave first came to high school. We all met each other. Yeah. That, that was weather talk we're time. S- we're strangers. We don't know. We, <laughs> we're yeah, past exactly. that now. Um, all right. Well, we're going to then jump into uh, the first meal. The first segment. We're going to do some food uh, for te- 2002. Getting the landscape of some food topics. So first... We're going to kind of start today and walk and then take a little walk backwards, okay? Yeah, okay. You'll, it'll, it'll make sense as we go. So I'm going to present here just a little segment of, uh, mm. of Donald Trump, uh, mm. former president of the United States. Mm. Okay, I can play this clip here. Current, current president. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Now, what's your favorite thing here, Mr. President? I like it all. I like it all. It's all good stuff. I, re- I remember this. Pre- Great American food. President Trump likes mm-hmm. fast food. A lot. He's made no secret of it, especially while on the campaign trail in 2016. What is a day uh, on the road in terms of, of meals for you? You know, it, it's, breakfast, lunch, it's and dinner. Not, it's not probably healthy but i'm not sure i believe in that you know you eat who knows you know they say don't eat this food don't eat that well maybe those foods are good for you when you when you roll up at a mcdonald's what is what do you donald trump order that fish delight sometimes right? fish delight uh, not even the, the name the not Max the name of right, anything the quarter pounder with cheese i mean I, it's great do stuff people, in the book let trump, <laughs> trump fish delight former campaign manager Corey lewandowski described trump's campaign diet one order reportedly consisted of two big macs two filet of fish sandwiches and a chocolate milkshake which adds up to 2,430 calories. But Trump's love of fast foods predates politics. Oh, okay. Okay, so... So so this is now our flashback into 2002. Here we go. We're going to listen to this commercial. I don't know how you do it. I put together some really impressive deals. But this thing you've pulled off, it's amazing. A big and tasty for just a dollar... How do you do it? What's your secret? Grimace. Uh. Mm-hmm. Got a buck? You're in luck. Because you can get a delicious, beefy, big, and tasty, a McChicken sandwich, and lots of your other favorites on McDonald's dollar menu every day. Together, Grimace, we could own this town. I mean, listen, he's he's uh, he's true to his word. He loves fast food. It's, it's always been a part of a part of his life. It's weird. Yeah. It's just really weird watching it. Do you remember that commercial at all? No, uh, not Grimace? particularly. No. no, I don't. I didn't. I didn't remember it. I didn't remember the, it either. The big and tasty, not on the menu anymore. No, I remember the big no. and tasty. Huh. It's just like it wasn't that much different from like a quarter pounder. Really. I was kinda, gonna say I think the yeah. quarter pounder just kind of replaced it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What I did get from this video though is that he's a really good actor, <laughs> um, and it's sad that he didn't go that route. Yeah, he had this commercial, Home Alone two, and then yeah, and he even came up with his own sandwich called a fish delight. Fish delight. <laughs> fish yeah. delight. I've never had the. I don't think I've ever had the fillet of fish. My grandpa loved it. My I did as a really kid. My, my dad I, liked it too. Yeah, I never, I never got mm-hmm. it. Yeah, I'm not getting fish at McDonald's. I, I, I liked it as a kid. Someday you'll understand, Dan. Getting a burg. <laughs> getting a burg. Get, getting fries. Getting nugs. <laughs> so, the other thing I wanted to uh, point out here is this. Uh, 
The Return of Mark oh, hell Summers. Yeah. Hell yeah. Apparently, I'm, uh, I'm, Dave recently said I'm a super fan of Mark Summers off the show. <laughs> I don't know where. Okay, we need to address this. Off the Why? show, Dave like texted me in like our group chat, sending me something that was Mark Summers, like saying like, Dave, Dan, you're a huge Mark Summers guy. Here, you should check this out. Yeah, and I'm like I have no idea what he's talking about. Like, like I. Yeah, I enjoy. I enjoyed the shows he was on in the '90s, okay. like we all did. But I wasn't like yeah, a. We super- were all we're all fans. <laughs> this wasn't just, wasn't a fan. You you called me out. <laughs> yeah, and said I was like a big Mark Summers guy. Well, I, don't I don't know. know. Did Brandon, did you watch Nickelodeon as a kid? I forget. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but wait. Some one of you, I don't remember what it was, but one of you did the same thing to me recently. We're like, you're a you're a big this person guy, and I was like, oh, what? CBS. Well, see, you are CBS. Well, no, not that. that one, not that one. Oh, not that I, one. There was so, there was that's a real else. one because that's a real one. That is real. <laughs> and he denies it, but it's real. <laughs> um, another one with you. Uh, I can't remember CBS. I don't remember. It only, doesn't matter. Okay, all right. But uh, just on the Food Network, you know, this was the reason this steps on TV just a little bit. But but Mark Summers now, you know, his career has moved towards the Food Network. Uh, So just going to play just a little clip of this right here. Did you know popcorn has actually been around for thousands of years? Native Americans (laughs) flavored theirs with herbs and spices. And later, America's colonists added sugar to popcorn to make it a very sweet treat. Now, these so it's days, just Mark Summers. Just a whole uh, new infusion of flavor. Just thanks know, to one a, company, a host of on, and their on the very food own. Yep. And popcorn shit. Kind of really start like starting the cycle of nostalgia. Like you know, now that TV has expanded to such niche markets like food. Like I kept reading about like like the Food Network. Aside from MTV and VH1, was one of the bigger kind of things to like really start tapping into that nostalgia where it was like. You know, because like there wasn't as many like cooking competition shows, obviously, because like reality TV wasn't wasn't a big thing. And so you just had chefs or just nostalgia. So and then I was trying to find uh, some like general food trend stuff. But really, it's all just like the precipice of, like I said, of the health stuff. Have you talked about has it come up in previous years like like the the diet trends there's so many around this time right that start popping oh, up yeah. right i think like, i i think probably it's going to get bigger like like probably now like oh like, cool yeah 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 like um, um atkins and like that like all that stuff was starting to blow up around this time that's probably. that's a good yeah. i didn't even think about searching that specific term but like that nothing Okay, so yeah atkins was created in 2002 but didn't really oh, blow wow. up yet so it looks wow. like okay. Shot, shot in the dark. Yeah. It, was, well, wow. it seems like it's about Because as a to kid, hearing adults up. say this and knowing I, having no idea really what it is, I just remember right. that. Like, yeah. Like, it was and being big, so scared, yeah. like, Atkins died and being so afraid of, like, what that means. Oh, wait. Me. No, I'm sorry. No, it was, it was, it was created in the 70s. Okay. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So widespread popularity, 2003. So, like, we're getting there. This is kind of that the nadir of maybe of of junk to even one of the articles I was reading was like, yeah, most families don't have multiple items, (laughs) like literally like meat and potatoes, just the two things, but no extra things. So um, yeah, that's about where we are in the food. So next year, I think we're going to start to get some real good food stuff because I always have, I always want to find more food stuff and it's always really hard unless it's fast food related. So so that's your uh, your on your appetizer for the decade. 
uh, uh, uh hmm. we'll, we'll get there got it all right well moving on always love the food segment i love all your segments Brandon. Yum. yeah first of all yum yeah, for, <laughs> first of all yum uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> all right uh danny here with the toys and games segment and it's little kid danny i'm back <laughs> hi doing <laughs> toys presenting toys and games <laughs> hi coochie hey. coo <laughs> i'm a dad now <laughs> damn you're, you're like the toy expert now a child dad <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. babies making babies That's, yeah. yeah okay so we're in toy dad toy dad Toy dad. Toy dad. But once. Sang it in college choir. Sang it. You did? I think so. Maybe that high sucks. school. Maybe high school? It's bad. It's, bad. it's inappropriate. Toyland? <laughs> it was a part of the Christmas concert. We, we did okay. Toyland. Yeah. I think it was part of a bigger medley. It was like a piece of. Who does that one? Who does Toyland? The Gershman? I don't know. You would know. Brandon, oh, you, oh, I don't know. I you, don't know. This is yeah, something you would know. This Outta is something here. you would know, typically. <laughs> a lot of music stuff I would ask Dave. This is your lane. I would ask you this. I don't know who did Toyland. I don't think it's Gershwin, but I know we did a Gershwin medley. It's not Gershwin. Yeah, okay. Sorry. Toy Dad. Um, <laughs> do you guys remember? So... <laughs> We're getting, we're getting to an interesting point now with the toys where we're, we're too old. We're, like, too old for, like, the hottest selling yeah, toys. Yeah, I don't play with toys no more. But then I think what happens, though, is when I go to all these sites and, like, I look at what's the highest selling toy, they just start listing video games. So, so like, we might be exiting this segment altogether. I play altogether. video games. I, I don't know. But okay. we're getting to a point now where, like, these toys... Uh-huh. We're, we're too old for them because we're, we're you yeah. know because we're we're playing video games, listening to music at this age, you know, doing more stuff like that, watching MTV, watching VH1. That's, uh, um, but I do remember this toy. Never had it again because I think we were beyond this a little bit. Uh, remember Beyblades? Beyblade. It sounds gonna, familiar. I'm going to show you this, and you're going to remember. By title, I did not know what it was. Then I then, I, then I looked it up. It sounds familiar. Hmm. Beyblades. Wonder how you spell it. Don't tell me. You want to guess? I'm just gonna. I have it in my mind. Does the commercial say it or show it? Okay. Um, the composers of Toyland were like. I, I just knew it wasn't anybody famous. Okay. So. It was just a part of like a Christmas medley. I did. Okay. Beyblade. Is this how you pictured the spelling, Dave? No. I thought it would have an A. Do you so pull? Is this something that you pull? B a y. Yeah. So it's it's b e y b l a d e. Um. So let me play the uh, commercial. Is this something where you like pull a thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let me play it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. What? Great. What? I don't even understand what I saw. <laughs> Okay, so what? they're they're like extreme spinning tops. Tops, yeah, um. yeah. So, so basically, you have like um, how do I explain this? You have like a thing that you pull, and then the top spins, and you pull it out of the top, and it's it like spins. a zip, like a reverse zip gun. But you like, would so battle. You, you would yeah. battle with another kid, and they would hit each other, and whatever first one falls loses. 
I've actually seen I've actually seen people on like Instagram reels like do this now. So here's why it was so big. So kids mm-hmm. could compete in a battle with these contemporary spinning tops from Hasbro with na- and they had names the tops. So it's Drago, Storm Pe- Storm Pegasus, Dark Wolf. Those were some of the names. The company sold 150 million of these tops, earning 500 Whoa. million in sales. So this is a big toy. So the toy line was introduced with an accompanying manga series of the same name. So this is like Pokemon. Oh. It comes from a show. Like the, there's like a show where like like people are doing oh. this. They're battling with these things. Oh, it's very similar to kind of the idea of Pokemon, right? Where it's like a or, battle or format, right? Or you get right. So. Uh, yeah, that the, the manga series launched in 1999 in Japan. In 2002, Hasbro began to sell Beyblade toys internationally under license from Takara, the company that originally made them, along with a coordinated country-by-country release of localized versions of the TV series. Just It's kind of just like Pokemon. And then it gave me like a broad range of the original cost. It wouldn't be fun to guess. I'm just going to tell you it's between nine 99 and 22 99. It's like the, somewhere in there. It's like the original cost. That's all I could find. So yeah, that's, uh, that's the hot toy in 2002. It kind of goes along with the brand that is saying a forgotten year. Like, you know, this is not something that would have been on our radar at the time. Really? Yeah. Not. Right. It would have been a few years younger. Yep. Wow. So, um, that's the biggest toy 2002. I always like to talk about, you know, talking a lot about McDonald's, Happy Meal toy at McDonald's. Um, and I kind of had a fun idea for a game, which day, whoever edits this episode, you'll have to edit this down. Okay. <laughs> because it's up to you guys if you want to do this. But the Happy Meal toy at McDonald's was 100 years of Disney. So in conjunction with Disney's 100 years of magic event, McDonald's mm-hmm. debuted a hundred different character figurines. Oh my god! And I had an idea <laughs> for a game, kind of, kind of like a um, a stumpy. Wait. What? What are you gonna say, Dave? A hundred years of magic. Yeah. Was that like when Walt Disney was born? Like why the company wasn't around that long? Was it? I don't. Uh, oh, is it Disney? Hundred years of Disneyland? No. No. Two thousand two. No, that makes no sense. Snow White was like in the thirties. Maybe you know, it was you know when I he was didn't born. you know I did I didn't even think about Maybe this. It must be when he was born. Yeah. Okay. Hundred years of di- yeah, hundred years of magic. So it's got to be when he's born then. Yeah, I didn't. You know what? It's funny. I didn't even think about that. The, the company's like not been around a hundred years. years. Yeah. Hundred years of yeah. Jackie Chan. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. He was born in nineteen oh one. So. Well, as we late. know, the McDonald's toys are always right a little late. On like the trend, yeah. the McDonald's toys always come a little later. So it's a hundred different Disney figurines. I was going to ask if you guys wanted to. I have a list of all hundred figurines. If you guys wanted to keep guessing until somebody was wrong, and then when you edit it, <laughs> all you have to do is include the last answer of what you guessed that was wrong. Okay, that could be the editing. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like instead yeah, of including yeah. all this, cut out a few of a few of the cut out a few, all of it until somebody gets it wrong, so we just know who the loser is. <laughs> okay, you got it. I was thinking that's a way you could shorten it if, right. you, if you guys want to do this. So I had the list in front yeah. of me, and I'll just okay. do Control F. So it's a hundred different Disney characters. Now we're in two thousand two, so keep that's that in mind. Right. This is easy. First guest. There's some of these Moana. I've never. <laughs> <laughs> some of these I've never heard of. Um. No. Okay. So Pinocchio. 
My man Pinocchio has to be there. It's going to be every character, right? Pinocchio. You won't get okay. anything wrong. Pinocchio is there. Okay. I'm going to take a, I'm taking take I'm taking a wide guess. I'm going to say uh Mickey Mouse. Yes, Mickey Mouse oh, is there. Right. Okay. Um what we got? Dr. Hook, Captain Hook. <laughs> <laughs> Captain Hook? Okay. I guess Captain Hook is wrong. There is no Captain Hook in a hundred Disney. So maybe you don't. Maybe you don't even have to edit it down. The third guess out of a hundred possible Disney characters, Dave guesses Captain Hook and is wrong. I have Control right. F Captain and Hook. There's nothing here. All right. Well, why don't you say some of your favorites? Great. Oh, Peter Pan not there either. That's a weird. That's interesting. What? Weird. No, erasure. Panchito is there. I wait, don't know erasure. Wait, wait, Dave just guessed <laughs> Arnold's character. The band erasure. erasure. <laughs> the, the electro. Yeah, like, pop duo. Right. Do you guys want me to read all hundred? No. 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 All right. Steamboat Willie. Some of your favorites. Uh, Goofy. Name name five of your favorites. Yeah. Uh, okay. Goofy, Genie. Yeah. Buzz Lightyear. Fun. Uh, my favorites. Um, <laughs> I, they uh, had to have some of the '90s, like like Aladdin, right? Yeah, yeah, Aladdin. Yeah, all like Ariel, Jafar is in there. J- Jafar, like they have Jafar, but no Captain Hook. All seven dwarfs, I think. <laughs> Maybe there was <laughs> really? some licensing issue with Peter Pan. They that lost, doesn't make any they sense, lost though. Them. Yeah, Geppetto. Dave said Pinocchio. Could have said Geppetto. Didn't say Geppetto. <laughs> Could have said Minnie Mouse after I said Mickey. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Could have said the core characters, the goofy Pluto. Uh, yeah. Um, I, but he instead he mm. said Dr. Hook. <laughs> oh, Maleficent, Cruel DeVille, Mary Poppins, Winnie the, Winnie, mm. Winnie the Pooh, Mowgli. Is there, any, uh, is there any, any rescuers? What are their names? Uh, Chip and Dale are in there. Chippendale. Mm. What, what was it? Oh, is Bianca? There. Can you search Bianca? I love well, Bianca. Uh, great Mouse Detective. Yeah, Bianca's in there. Bianca's Hell in there. Hell yeah. Rescuers <laughs> representation. Dave, there's no way the Great Mouse Detective's in there. No? Uh, hold on. <laughs> that well, was my favorite what's the character? What's up. the character's name, though? Is that, is it, Sher- is that not is it his Sher- name? Is it Sherlock or something? <laughs> <laughs> I don't um, know. No, I searched for both. Dave, you're, you're terrible. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, here, wait. Let me. Uh, I'll just share. <laughs> Professor this. Radigan. Oh, Radigan. Yeah. What about Oliver and Company? <laughs> Why should I worry? <laughs> yeah. Um, or the awesome song from Oliver and Company that we all loved. That, I'm, there had to have been some reason Peter Pan wasn't included. That's pretty weird. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Yeah, we're looking at the. Oh, uh, the wow! The look at all of them together. At all oh yeah, that. I see. I see the rescuers right in the center there. There you right go. Right in the center, center stage. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, them. A lot sure. of, there's a couple of Mickey's. There's a couple of different uh, Mickey's. There I love that, that they have Danny DeVito from uh, Hercules, but no Peter Pan. Yeah. What the um, hell? Hmm. Robin Hood. See the Aristocats. Can only pick a hundred, man. Hmm. Oh, what uh, Pocahontas's <laughs> friend? Uh, the raccoon. Right. Mm-hmm. Don't remember. Four characters from Tarzan in the front. That's too many. Too overrepresentation there. All right. Cool. Well, that segment went great. <laughs> um, 
hey, we want things to be shorter. <laughs> no, yeah. I, I think that was really that was the best, probably the best way it could have gone. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so we're gonna keep moving on with. Uh, we're still in. I guess we're exiting Toy Dan. Okay. Um, exiting Toy Dan now into uh, uh, game and fortune. I've never, I, I've never named, I haven't, I haven't named the games, the games <laughs> section. Uh, I don't think. Okay, uh, board games, Dave. Oh, how about how about board game empire? <laughs> sure, it's kind of fun. Yeah, yeah, sure. yep. Board game empire. Okay, well, sorry, Dan. Um, board games, Dave. Uh, a big board game that came out in two thousand two is called Puerto Rico. Whoa, really? Yeah, it's called Puerto Rico. Um. I never yeah, heard of this, gotta, but can to play it? Puerto it uh, oh, I forgot to open this. I thought it looked pretty cool, but it's made by a German guy. <laughs> yeah, the genre is German style. <laughs> genre? Did not, yeah, I don't so even I'm getting German style. Hold on, let me open up Board Game Geek. So Andreas Seifarth, Seifarth is uh, the designer of the game. It's a game that simulates colonial Puerto Rico. By asking players to export goods and construct buildings, three to five mm. players use their own boards where they manage their resources, while certain ones like ships and doubloons are shared amongst players. We can quickly look at... Brandon, you all right? <laughs> Everything okay? Quickly look at some uh, images here of Puerto Rico. So uh, yeah, this is the game. Get this guy. Oh yeah, um, looks like oh. me. <laughs> <laughs> the pictures of these people, these playing playing this game. A lot of Puerto Ricans playing. There we go. Here's the board. I wanted to look at the board. Mm. Oh, it looks just like it. Yeah, doesn't look fun at all. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nothing about this game looks fun. All right, but it does I does not uh, look fun. Just thought Dave would appreciate. Okay. A game called Puerto Rico. That's cool. Um, yeah. I like this German style. Okay. But Wapam German style. <laughs> <laughs> but let's move on to the real meat okay. meat and potatoes of my toys oh, and game yeah. segment. It's the video game section. Video games Vid continue games. to be bigger than ever every year. Mm -hmm. Video games are oh, ma yeah. are massive. Okay, so notable releases in two thousand two. You have Metroid Prime for GameCube, very well reviewed game. Just getting, um, just got uh, remastered and released like last week. The GameCube version for the Switch, yeah. Awesome. Uh, Legend of Zelda: The Wind Waker for GameCube. Waker. Yep, oh, I had that. Well reviewed game. Madden NFL 2003 multi-platform. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 4. Was oh. this year for PS2? Wow, we're already at four. Okay. Yeah, we're yeah. already at four. Wow. Moving along quickly. Yeah. Super Mario Sunshine for GameCube, big one. No way. Really? Yeah. <laughs> um, 2002 wow. FIFA World Cup, um, Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire already this year for Game Boy Advance. Ah, there's so many I couldn't. I tell. know. That, I can't be surprised by that because there, <laughs> there's so many of them. I don't know which one <laughs> like came out when. I know. I uh, I stopped playing Pokemon by then. Ruby and Sapphire I never played. Like Ebony um, and Ivory was that one? Like I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, could be. We have Kingdom Hearts for PS2, big game. 
Remember, I remember yeah, had a great game. I remember the co- starring um remember the, the aforementioned Mickey. Right. I remember the commercials for it. <laughs> um, yeah. And Doctor Hook, probably. Probably. You have Spider Man the movie, the game. It's a big game, multi platform game. Wait, very, very successful. I'm it's called Spider Man the movie. <laughs> the game is called Spider Man the movie. What? Um, that was a big one. I wanted to share with you guys a couple commercials. This is okay. This is a game called Urban Yeti. <laughs> that what? I, yeah, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I got to show you guys this. What? Uh, I found this game called Urban Yeti, and this is a commercial okay. for it. What are you playing? It's Urban Yeti for Game Boy Advance. What's that crazy sound? It's Urban <laughs> Yeti for Game Boy Advance. Get. Oh. Call 1877 Get Yeti or visit <laughs> urbanyeti.com to order now. Urbanyeti for Nintendo Wait, Game Boy Advance. Only 29.99. That's Quantities cool. Quantities are limited, so oh my miss God. out. Yeah, I, I gotta see if I can download a ROM of that and play it tonight. It's during the <laughs> recording. Of yeah, the during the recording. <laughs> I just the commercials from this era in the 90s, like the the yeah. style. I I always love sharing that kind of stuff with you guys because it's it's like I miss it. It, it was a time when commercials were great. Like, yeah, it's <laughs> like the, yeah, it's true. Like it's the like in way your more face, yeah, like that right? whole style like, uh, is so great. MTV um, style, right? That is there, yeah, you know, it, this is a completely different conversation, but advertising has gotten really bad. <laughs> like, it just rely, it like it just relies on celebrities showing up, but like not right. making actually good, <laughs> like, ads. Obviously, in the wake of the Super Bowl, it's 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 that. But like, yeah, like like I, these commercials have so much more personality to them. Totally. Um, and like, I love that, like the camera angles, like the mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's great. But touch angles. And- but guys and Dave in particular, what's the highest selling oh, yeah. game? What's the highest selling game of two thousand two across all platforms? The biggest game of two thousand two. GTA. Vice. Vice City. Fucking City. Vice City. Oh yeah, great, great. Just an game. update. I already have Urban Yeti downloaded <laughs> in a ROM folder in my on my hard drive, so oh. I, I'll be able to play game it. On. Yeah, I'll be able to play it later. Brandon is kind of an Urban Yeti these days. <laughs> oh, true. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, but yeah, I just had to share the commercial that I remember really well. Again, what's funny as I cover this segment, I at this point was not a gamer really at all. By this time, not really. This was the biggest game for me. Still is. I, I mean, I, I play it. I mean, everybody said it a couple years ago. It's like yeah. one of the best game soundtracks ever. I mean, right? I yeah. Mean. This is what got me into the 80s culture. PlayStation 2, rated M for mature. That's like my utopia, my <laughs> city. Like I would love to live there. <laughs> what uh, what were some of the what were some of the songs? Do you remember some of the songs? Uh yeah, well they had Go West, Call Me. They had uh Out of Touch, I think. I ran Out of Touch was a big one. Yeah. There's some Michael Jackson in the original version, but like the re-release they don't have it. 
They had uh, Kate Bush. Dave's, had... Dave's favorite discovery of 2022. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Dave, yeah. Kate Bush. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, they had Judas Priest, like another thing coming. So many things. Like, I, I can't even like, the soundtrack was awesome. It's, it still is good. Like, I, like, I don't get sick of the songs that they have on that soundtrack, even to this day, 20 years later. Hell yeah. Oh, Automatic by the Pointer Sisters. Uh, that it was on there. Covered on the podcast. But that's uh, that's Toys and Games with Little Kid Danny. Bye. It's my Bye. bedtime. You shouldn't be playing GTA Vice City, Little Kid Danny. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, then that means it's my turn to take over the show. And I'm thinking let's be fashion forward and go fashion, news, and criticism, 2K2 first. Now, apparel lently, (laughs) uh, (laughs) according to a 2017 Vice News article, 2002 is the worst year in fashion history. (gasps) Wow. That is the charge against this year. And I wanted to read like the first paragraph or so from this article. When fashion historians try to pinpoint the most disgraceful year in fashion, they will unanimously decide on 2002. For anyone too young to remember, that is the year we decided it was fine to wear scarves as tops, belts as skirts, tank tops as red carpet attire, and hair extensions only if you could spot the glue or clips peeking out of a badly assembled ponytail. It was bad, and not in a so bad it's good way. <laughs> so, I kind of agree. I remember maybe five, six years ago, you know, when the 90s were coming back in style and fashion, I was okay with that. There's a lot of cool fashion from the 90s, but I was dreading the day when, you know, Gen Z was going to start dressing like 2000s. And it's happening now. It's it, it's it's not a good look, I think. I'm nostalgic about some things from this era, for sure. But aesthetics are not great from this era. What do you guys think? I I feel like you all like you you always look back and say that sucked, no matter like what time. Like you could always well, yes, do that. but. I do, I do kind of think that I it think it's, is the worst. Like, I, it's I, the worst. Though. I do, yeah. I don't see. I mean, that's. I don't know. It's tough because there are a lot of the trends. The butt rock and new metal fashion sucks. That stuff sucks. I think. Y- yeah. Yeah. There's. I think there's kind of two bits of that because, like, I think some of the new metal look, like, kind of is uh, coming back associated with some of that, like. 90s retro like ironic sense that doesn't mean it's good obviously and some of the butt rock stuff though i think is just kind of how a lot of the country dresses i don't know if that ever really necessarily changed well i think by 2000 it was like the era where i i think i thought fashion would keep evolving but it kind of became stagnant like certain people probably have dressed the same for the last 20 years but it's just not a very exciting time for fashion. And then like every time someone did something exciting, maybe like all the good ideas have already happened. So there's like doing like different bad. 
Well, like, it's, it's some of the uh, things that I was bad like, choices. I, I got kind of distracted while you were saying those things because I kept trying to visualize some of those things that you were talking about, and I didn't really know exactly what they were referencing. Do, some, do, you, ha- some do you have so, some images, okay. Dave? Yeah, let me. Okay. I can pull up the image that they have at the top of this article because I'm going to do like a little slideshow anyway. Okay. Okay. So great. In general, anything white people are doing in fashion, it's it's not going to be that cool. <laughs> Like, well, white dudes, white dudes, I should clarify. Okay, so you see, right? Yeah. So, yeah, this is the article. This is like the kind of shit they're talking about. Right. And listeners, you can follow along with all these fashion pictures by going to our Instagram. The undershirt with the polo shirt, like the washed out jeans. The low rise jeans. This is like a modern photo of Beyonce. I don't know why that's there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm going to get into some more fashion news, but I just thought it was funny that when I typed, uh, 2002 fashion and Google, that's, that's the first thing that came up. It was like the, like the worst era of fashion. And this year specifically is like when it gets the worst, maybe it gets better after this, but this is when it like is at its absolute bottom. You know what? We have talked about this though, with every decade that like that new stuff doesn't really start until, like three years into the decade because right. there oh, is sure. still a little bit of that hangover. So mm-hmm. it would make sense that we are at that, that point right here. Yeah. Nine 11 wiped the nineties clean and now we're in a new. Era. <laughs> okay. So now I have, you can still see my uh, safari, right? Like yeah. The, yeah. Okay. So now we're going to get into a section called uh, fashion. Um, it's like fashion article news news items, <laughs> and uh, uh, fashion fashion your regular pants belts because we're gonna get into some exciting <laughs> topics. The first thing we're gonna dis- discuss is Claire's, you know, the uh, American retailer of accessories and jewels. You can get your uh, ears pierced there. Claire's purchased the U.S.-based clothing chain Mr. Rags in 2002. Mm. Do you guys like wear a lot of uh, I do Mr. Not Rags? Remember that at all? Don't. This, Me this neither. Was, this was not a store in our part of the country. Maybe. <laughs> like yeah, I don't. I do feel like I remember, remember this. That. Yeah. I remember yeah. players, but yeah, I do not remember Mr. Rags. Yeah. Don't ask Mister what he's using that those rags for. You might not like the answer, Dan. <laughs> But uh, I think Claire's uh, specifically bought the notable manly brand because she thought she could fix him. Oh. <laughs> it's a mistake every time. <laughs> it's a mistake every time. And yeah, guess what? We know Claire's. Claire's still exists in most malls. But Mr. Rags, never heard of you. So. Rags to poor. Rags. See, even, even lower rags. Yeah. Like rags to nude? Like rags to... Rags to bitches. Yeah, I was. Oh. I was gonna. I was thinking about something that would be like that, but no. Like Claire's. Get you guys it. like. Uh, <laughs> how about this one? Remember this one? True Religion brand. No. Did Are you, you click on something? Are you, you didn't change something? anything. No, no, I didn't click. I'm, I'm oh, just saying. Okay. okay. No, Sorry. I don't remember that. Uh, this sounds. This is what. Hmm. Yeah. Look at logo. True Religion. Is that like a Buddha? It's a Buddha with a guitar. Is that a booty? Yeah, a Buddha on a booty. Acoustic guitar. Acoustic. It should guitar. be a sitar. Not, yeah. Still not. It's still not accurate. Yeah. <laughs> True Religion brand was founded this year. 
And unusually, the brand began with the 2002 production of about 14,000 pairs of jeans. That's it? Uh, that yeah, seem contra- like a lot. <laughs> well, contrary to the typical business model in which you make a sample line, go to the market, get orders, and ship your production. The company adopted a business model in which everything was outsourced depending on contractors to do everything is what I have here. <laughs> so for the listener, just like this is a trend that I would associate with this time of very ornate patterns on pockets right. of stitching yes. and yeah. like buttons, like a lot of buttons. The, their logo is like stitched into the jeans themselves, like on the, the back Like pockets. the outside, yeah. Yeah. Mm. But hey, how cool would it be to see Jesus Christ himself in a pair of true religion jeans? Um, I don't know, because you wouldn't see it right here. (laughs) I think Jesus Christ. (laughs) Well, I'm talking about the true religion. (laughs) Yeah, the one true religion. (laughs) That's what Dave's trying to say. America. Yeah, okay. Uh, When it comes to true religion, the brand, holy is spelled (laughs) H-O-L-E-Y, because... The strategically place holes in their brand of jeans, which is you don't see here. I don't know if they actually even do that, but that was a little joke I wanted to add. Um, oh. Other fashion brands <laughs> found it in. Oh. <laughs> other fashion brands founded in 2002 uh, include Old Molly. I would love to see the the new adventures of Old Molly. <laughs> Air blaster. Wait, wait, what? <laughs> Everything is like one degree off of something that exists. Yeah. Like air blaster. Old Navy Air Bud. Yeah. Speaking of, of holy, Crocs. Crocs still. Uh, Crocs. Huge. Have, they still are around and they had a comeback a Massive. few years ago. Massive. They're probably having their biggest moment now. I think they peaked out maybe you think? a couple months ago. I think. I don't know. A couple months ago. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> a couple months ago. Do you guys have Crocs? I, I've never, I've never had Crocs. I never had a Croc. I never had a Croc. I might they were, they were for a long time like accepted in like nursing because they're very like comfortable. Yeah. Right. But now I think people just kind of accept them as when they. People they think wear they're them. cool. Yeah. Heidi.com. I haven't clicked on the link yet, but that's a, a brand that came out this year. And Who's Heidi? I don't know. Clue. And. Could be. Could be. Way Funky also was founded in 2002. So promising year of rookies. Now moving on to a couple of fashion in sports stories. Figure skater Michelle Kwan wore a costume designed by notable aughts fashion designer Vera Wang at the 2002 Winter Olympics. Got a good size photo for you guys to see. I do remember that. I remember that. Uh, when Michelle first asked Vera how she was going to top her 1998 Winter Olympics outfit, which was also designed by her, Miss Wang responded, Don't worry, I'll figure it out. <laughs> figure skater. So, um, Speaking of Miss Wang, mm-hmm. for Christmas, I received a bath bathroom towel set of Vera Wang. <laughs> A towel in it 2002 is... <laughs> yes from 2002 um it's oh you're saying now like recent times this year i thought you meant like at the time you okay no. sorry um it's very nice it's a great towel wow nice she's still doing it love a good towel 
20 years later. I love that. Uh, my other sports fashion item, Usain Bolt. Come on, you've heard of him. Achieved a world record wearing Puma brand sneakers in 2002. So, look at was that. that. Him, was that him really with his Pumas? 2002? Wow, hey. I definitely... Really? It doesn't say which. Later. Yeah, I don't know what world record, what, what competition. Yeah, but this it happened might have been this before year. he like. I mean, I don't know. This that feels I don't too know. old. It was too long ago. You're saying old. Yeah, so man. Much. Wait, that's from that picture's from like 2008. It, yeah, it might not be an accurate <laughs> photo from. I'm not saying this is from <laughs> that year. This is I found Usain Bolt with. A couple of Pumas, Pumas. okay? Okay, yeah. Because they did I, not come up in any of my sports research this year, Dave, so... You know, I got different sources. Uh, yeah. Alternative facts. <laughs> so we're getting out of the sports world. We're going into the designer world. The incorrigible Alexander McQueen, known as Lee to his friends, his autumn-winter 2002 supercalifragilisticexpialidocious collection was shown with live caged wolves in a black parachute cape inspired by none other than Tim Burton. So, I have the picture from that. <laughs> I mean, it looks very cool. I'm not sure if this is the parachute thing they're talking about, but it's a woman in a purple purple getup. And these wolves are not caged. They're out and about on the carpet, it looks like. They're really cute. I like They're them. on a leash. Um, this looks very Tim Burton. Just like outfit. Kind of feel, right? Did you say something about Tim Burton? You yeah, I said yeah. it was inspired by Tim Burton. There it, yeah, it definitely looks like. And being a cutter of cloths, I'm sure McQueen identified heavy with Mr. Burton's title character, Edward Scissorhands. So, you know? Yep. Um, so <laughs> moving from... <laughs> so we were talking about athletes and fashion a little while ago. How about music and fashion? How about when rapper Jay-Z became the first non-athlete to get a signature shoe from Reebok? Oh. S. Carter collection by RBK. Very cool. Another great picture from Dave. <laughs> <laughs> High quality. Large picture. The size of an emoji. <laughs> <laughs> you can zoom you can zoom in. Yeah. Uh, Windows Key Plus, right? Or not Windows, yeah, it's Mac. Apple, uh, yeah, Apple, Apple Plus. Plus. Yeah. yeah. I don't have Apple Plus. Yes, you do. No, I didn't. I don't pay for that. <laughs> you, you don't. Yeah, you don't have that. Right. <laughs> Dave doesn't subscribe to Apple Plus. Yeah. So I don't know how to do that right now. But funny enough, it launched in November twenty first, uh, twenty one, two thousand two, and the S Carter sneaker became the fastest selling shoe in the company's history. So that's crazy that the fastest selling shoe would be associated with a rapper and not a runner or a racer like Usain Bolt. Life's just that ironic sometimes. Also in fashion music <laughs> uh, news, you know that Brit Spears, she does something kind of crazy this year. And I'm sure you're, we're all going to remember this. Whew. Oh, yeah. She shows up to the 2002 MTV VMAs wearing this biker chick slash dominatrix fully loaded get up that is now infamous and when she was there this is the year that she presented michael jackson with a non-existent award uh or award that he thought was something that it wasn't he said it was like a vanguard award but it didn't exist 
That was I, you know that story at all? I, I don't, but I just watched that exact clip like within the last couple okay, of weeks. I've prep, been prepping for this show. I'm not going to talk about it, but I did watch like half the VMAs. <laughs> I kind of forget exactly what, what it was, but he thought he was receiving an award that wasn't actually an award. He just like... <laughs> I forget what it was. Anyway, he, she, he, she presented he thanks, Michael Jackson. He thanked David Copperfield. <laughs> <laughs> it was one of the, like, he had a long list of people he thanked, like Quincy Jones, okay. but then he also says David Copperfield. That's beautiful. <laughs> well, before we leave, we have to do the fashion faux pas anti-award of 2002. Uh, and this year it goes to both Abercrombie and Fitch. Because in 2002, the company sold a shirt featuring the slogan, Wong Brothers Laundry Service. Two Wongs can't make a white. <laughs> oh, my God. With smiling figures in conical Asian hats, an offensive de- depiction of 19th century Chinese immigrants. Jesus. Do you have that? I No, I'm not going to show it. But the uh, US A&F discontinued the designs and apologized after a boycott started by a Stanford University Asian American student group. That same year, though, Abercrombie Kids removed a line of thong underwear sold for girls in preteen children's sizes after parents mounted nationwide storefront protests. The underwear included phrases like eye candy and wink wink printed on the front. Jesus. Uh, I think the fashion police should take these two to actual jail for these weird uh, fashion faux pas offensive and creepy I remember them being like a controversial brand in the era I never wore Abercrombie and Finch and Fitch but uh thanks yeah no bueno no bueno Dan you'll still buy their shit right <laughs> nah I, I didn't wear that I feel like I wore yeah. like Hoodies and sweatpants, yeah. <laughs> like, like. Well, we, you know, me and Brandon at the time we were in Catholic school, so it, like it was, it was really just, just like, like a just a weekend thing. Polo right? shirt, like, like, like yeah. clothing was weekends, kind of. <laughs> I, I mean, was, yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, like it was kind of like that. Like, I, I remember, yeah, because we'd be after school for so long, and like I did theater outside of school, but and I don't even remember what I wore then. Yeah, because then I, like, I remember like getting to college and being like. Oh shit! <laughs> Gotta like, wear something. Had to wear other, something new every not day. Not assigned to me. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Well, that's it for me. Let's move on to the next Brandon segment. Dan-dan, dan-dan. Well, I'm in the mood to do the movie segment right now, so let's yes. talk some movies. Yes. 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 So, mm-hmm. two thousand two. We established kind of a, a, a trend that we, you know, we've seen repeating now today so this is another big year in that do you want to guess the box office hits of 2002 got a couple ideas danny um, want to go first or uh spider-man i think is this year definitely spider-man yeah. number three okay dave give me a lord turns. of, the, lord of yeah. the rings one of them one of the lord of the rings I think right it's... two Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers, right. the number yeah. one, the number one movie at the box uh, office is Attack of the Clones this year. Attack of the Clones, number four. Okay. Ah. Yep. Number four. Yeah, this is a big year. This is a big year. Big okay, box what office. What else? What else? Big box so office. You need big number money. two. We need number five. Yeah, number five. Yeah. Uh, Those three were the uh, ones I knew for sure. Yeah. 
Number two is a is a it's a it's in a franchise, a franchise, in a franchise? that is. Uh, it's not the beginning, but it's towards the beginning of this long franchise. Is it too too fast, too furious? It is no. not too fast, too okay. furious. It's <laughs> a good guess. I don't think that. It yeah. Is a, it is a number two in a series. Number two in a series. Two. Oh, uh, cha Chamber of Secrets. Yeah. Yep. Harry Potter. Oh, right. Harry Potter. Harry right? Potter and the Turf Secret. I never um, watched that shit, so I wouldn't. <laughs> Um, number two, three was Spider-Man, four was Star Wars Attack of the Clones. Number five is also a number two. In a franchise, you wouldn't, maybe not one, not a, you wouldn't immediately go like, oh yeah, this franchise. Even though there are, there have been four movies, you would not, like, I don't really, when Ocean's I think 12? of it. Ocean's 12? No, but the kind of, okay. dude, Toy Story 2? a good example of that. Toy, Toy Story 2. No, no, that's 1999. Um, this is... Okay. A live action, but lots of CGI characters. After the third one, there was a long break, and the fourth one wasn't until like three years ago, and did not star any of the people from the uh, Matrix Reloaded the original. No, it's next year. You know they talk about May December romance. You know, like an older and a younger person together. This is not a May December romance, but a May December friendship partnership of two movie stars no guesses any genre sci-fi comedy sci-fi galaxy quest N no but i mean right like that that's the right vibe for oh, sure really? total complete right vibe think aliens <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I have no idea. You give up? Re 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 Alien Resurrection? No. no not a comedy. It's Men in Black 2. Oh, oh Men yeah. in Black 2. Yeah. Right? Like, you don't think of that as, like, a franchise. No, not at all, but that makes sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, And it is definitely a sci-fi. But there's been four um, of them. <laughs> I think I was thinking that, futuristic when you said sci-fi. So This one was a big drop-off in the quality from the first one, I remember. I remember just this one being, like... Okay. There are conti com continued diminishing returns, uh, each one. Uh, uh, as I remember went. liking three. I remember liking There's three. There's some good stuff in three, but it's not. Yeah. It's not. Uh, number number six, an entry in the longest running franchise. Uh, was Bond. Die another day. Die another day. Die yeah. another day. Number seven, a smash hit. We've talked about it on the podcast before because of something that had to do with me in a weird story. And this filmmaker has a movie in theaters right now that you can go see. Soderbergh? <laughs> no. I guess you could say horror, but it's like a thriller. War of the Worlds? No. Wait, is it that director or no? No. Uh, okay. Spielberg? No. Because uh, he has know. movies this year like too, yeah. right? If you uh, go to the theaters, if you if you show up late, you might want to knock at the door. Oh, M Night. M Night. Signs. Oh, Signs. Yeah. yeah Four hundred and eight right. worldwide million. Weren't you on the set of Signs or something? Yes, that's yeah. Okay, so that's, like that's the story. Okay, with the right. like on the set for a day. Ice Age was number eight. Number nine, another smash hit. My Big Fat Greek Wedding. Oh, that's this year. Yeah, big one. And then. 
Dave, we were close with with uh, Spielberg Minority Report number ten. I could have guessed that. Um, yeah, well, I just was trying to just trying to move I, through. I love that movie. I love. Minority I just watched Report. it again. I just watched it again recently. It's it's cool. Well, okay. Speaking of fashion looking bad, this is what I wanted to bring up too because I watched a bunch of like 2002 movies just to get in the zone, and uh, one of the worst looking years for films. See, Even some of the movies that are good in quality uh, look bad. I look love bad. how that movie looks because Janusz Kaminski, like they purposely went for this like blown out look. Like that was all like very deliberate and like a choice to try to make it feel like a fifties, like if a movie was shot in black and white, what it would actually look like then if it was in color, there's a lot of really cool stuff about that. The way that they lit that movie. I get, no, I get there's a choice. I just don't like the choice. Sure. Yeah. That's yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like the color correction of the era, the effects of the era, something about it. Maybe they had too many options, but not experience with the Lord Lord of the Rings. still looks very, very good. I think. Yeah. Lord of the Rings does look good. It holds up. Peter Jackson figured it out. I was watching Gangs of New York. There's some like really bad. That's a tough. That is one of the the toughest color correction watches these days. And, like it's a great Daniel Day Lewis movie, but yeah. like Cameron Diaz severely miscast. Like no, I think she's fine. I, I mean, I don't. I, think I didn't bad. think she was bad. Anyway, we don't get into like yeah. every single movie, but that was another thing where like I liked the movie more than I liked the way it looked. Like the, sure. so not the way it looks. Oh, before I, they, I like, remember really another. mastered the the effects. I feel like. Chicago is O two. That's the Oscar. Okay, winner. so yeah, yes. I was just yeah. I was just about to get yeah. to the Oscars and then about to do my Oscars because right, right. Yeah, I mean, kind of in line with what you're saying, Dave. Yeah, like when I was putting together my list, like I, I normally have like a hard time narrowing it down to ten, and it was like, yeah, maybe not. It, it really is not like super solid. So the Oscars this year, the nominees were Chicago, Gangs of New York, The Hours, uh, Lord of the Rings, Two Towers, and The Pianist. And, oh um, man, pianist! I haven't thought about. I haven't yeah. thought about that movie in a while. <laughs> no one has. <laughs> no one has. I saw it in school. Uh, so yeah, Chicago won. Chicago. I mean, good movie. It's fine. Adrian Brody won Best Actor, which is a shame because it should have been Nicolas Cage for adaptation, which is he just kissed. Uh, yeah, Halle Berry. Berry. Uh, he oh man, him, yeah. <laughs> God. Uh, Nicole Kidman won for the hours because she put a nose on. Um, well, she's fine in that movie. Uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones won for Best Supporting Actress. So I'll just I'll quickly do my top ten here. I, this is not in any particular order here, but um, adaptation, one of my top movies of all time. Twenty fifth Hour, probably like my third favorite Spike Lee. Incredible, incredible movie. Ever seen that, Dan? No, I haven't. It's one of the best Spike. I need to see more Spike. Yeah, I've only seen a few. So Adaptation, 25th Hour, Polaris, Soderbergh, the remake. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, Solaris. <laughs> right, Polaris. Uh, Spirited Away, Minority Report, Punch Drunk Love, Insomnia, one of my favorite of the, the Nolans. Just watched that for the first time recently, Insomnia. It's great. Excellent. Yeah, great. I mean, the original is, is incredible too, but like that's what the Nolan I love. Like I love that like noir, like modern noir uh, stuff. Um, I wrote Spider. It's a pretty low-key Cronenberg movie. Born Identity, uh, just kind of classic. Mm. And The Ring. Like I rewatched The Ring recently. Really, really solid movie. Like I forgot. I, again, the oh, original, man. Like, Ringu. Ringu is great too. And I also wrote Catch Me If You Can and Signs because I do like those movies. But love like, Catch Me If You Can. Yeah. Again, uh, love like, Catch Me like, If You Can, yeah. Like all those movies like, like I like a lot, but th- yeah, this year is a little 
it's a little, it's, it's a weird time. It's definitely a weird time for movies because again, we're having this, like these movies coming out of the studio system. I mean, like just to read off some quick other ones of like movies, they don't make anymore type of thing. Like those mid budget, like phone booth, one hour photo, phone uh, sweet home, Alabama, uh, the Scorpion King, well, I guess Scorpion King would fit in something they would make now. Uh, Igby Goes Down, like a big indie movie. Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. Eight Mile was this year. About a Boy, About Schmidt, uh, About Blade 2, uh, About Unfaithful. Panic Room, Fincher, this year. Good movie. I should put that actually in my top ten. It's a good movie. So, weird, uh, just a, uh, kind of a weird year. Um, a lot of just kind of fluff Cause like then you have like the Halloween like Halloween Resurrection which is oh terrible. really bad really really Jason, bad Jason Jason X is one of the, <laughs> one of the, like like hilarious like though hilarious eight, though. yeah yeah Jason eight X. legged freaks this is a big movie theater year for me a big big movie theater year for me I saw eight legged freaks in the theater uh, <laughs> gold member gold members this year <laughs> Brandon you you, uh, you brought up uh, the ring the ring was a cultural phenomenon. Oh. The Ring I was a that, big deal. Yeah, I saw that. People in still theaters. are so afraid of that movie. I saw that in theaters with a girlfriend. It was a big deal. What? Because yeah, what was it? Uh, seven days, right? You die after seven days. It was, yeah, yeah, big deal. Very I scary. rewatched the, Unfaithful oh. from this oh, year. Unfaithful. You ever see Unfaithful, Dad? Yeah. With Richard Gere. Oh wait. <laughs> oh, for some reason, I thought that movie was way older than two thousand two. I know it feels older. I kind of know. I've never yeah. seen it. I think I know everything that happens though, because it was like, it was like <laughs> yeah. talked about on like TV shows and stuff. Like that was I, a, that was a big movie for me when I was in that age, because my, my brother burnt it on a, a disc for us to watch. And we thought it was so sexy. That's an, that's an Adrian line. Like, you know, erotic, yeah. erotic thriller. Yep. Richard Gear, big Richard Gear year, right? What was the other movie? Brandon said uh, Chicago. Yeah. Gear. Year. Chicago, right? Gear. Yeah. Gear's huge. Yeah. Year. Richard, Richard year. So that's uh, the movie landscape. And I mean, Spider-Man, like there was always the pushing forward, the pushing forward. Obviously, people were primed with Spider uh, Superman in the in the, you know, in the 70s and stuff. But Spider-Man is when these it becomes just like an absolute sensation. Totally. Um, Yeah, that series was humongous. I I mean, it came out at the perfect time for me, for us, like like our age. They were so fun. And it's it's fun. It's fun in retrospect because, like, at that time, I I had personally like no awareness of Sam Raimi and like what his thing was. Oh, same. Yeah, no idea at the time. Yeah. And like now, in retrospect, because like recently I I had like watched all the Sam Raimi movies and like. It, it it makes a lot of sense <laughs> now when you watch yeah. it, like knowing, yeah. knowing the camera stuff, like with the, the green, the green goblin like, Defoe stuff is like, so him like the stuff he'd like. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, obviously superhero stuff, we're just, it's a runaway ch- train from this, this point, uh, this point on. Spider-Man also had to get rid of one of their early trailers because it included Spider-Man making a giant web between the twin towers. It was one of the first trailers they made. Um, and they had to, to cut it and i think it was that was going to be a scene in the movie where he like catches a helicopter in between the two twin towers the giant web but um and then they had to cut it don't really know why they cut it but (laughs) um (laughs) well thank you brandon always love that segment as well love talking movies with you guys and you always remind me of movies that i should watch um gotta put some on my watch list right now right now 
Moving on, Danny's segment. It's me, Jacques Itch. Jacques Itch, your sports French sportscaster for the sports segment in 2002. 2002, I'm better than you. Jacques Itch. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to jump right in to a couple different clips here, all revolving around the same event that I want to talk about with you guys. So, boxing. Let's jump back into boxing. It's come up a few times in the sports section. Huge event this year is Lennox Lewis fights Mike Tyson. That's this year. Lennox Lewis versus Mike Tyson. Don't know if you guys remember this. This was a very big deal. Big fight. I feel like kind of a comeback for Mike Tyson, right? Because it's probably a few years after the big Holyfield thing. But Lennox Lewis also fought Holyfield? Maybe? No, maybe I'm making that up. Anyway, Lennox Lewis versus Mike Tyson. I'm not going to show clips of the fight itself, but because uh, Lennox actually, he wins the fight by knockout in the eighth round. Lennox Lewis, just a huge guy, super long arms. Like He was like definitely just going to win this one. He was yeah, like, remember uh, remember yeah. how long he was. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's about all the pre-stuff leading up to the fight is the stuff that's the best. Like The stuff with Mike Tyson leading up to this fight is so great. Uh, I got to share some of this with you guys. So... This is one of the first times you hear Mike Tyson talking about Lennox Lewis and wanting to fight him. It's at, it's like right after another fight or something. I don't know when this is, but this is Mike Tyson starting to like hype it up and talk about it. Always confusion with Mike Tyson, who's standing by with Jim Gray. Jim? Yeah. Okay, thank you, Steve. Mike, was that your shortest fight ever? I bear witness there's only one God, and Muhammad's blessings and peace be upon him is his prophet. I dedicate this fight to my brother, Darrell Baum, who died. I'll be there to see you. I love you with all my heart. All praise be to my children. I love you. Oh, oh God, oh, man, what? Is this your shortest fight ever? In any time, amateur, professional ever? Assalamu alaikum, Maida. Um, I don't know, man. Yeah, yeah, Lennox Lewis, Lennox. I'm coming for you. Mike, is it frustrating to train like you did and then have no, this in seven or eight seconds? For this fight. I only trained probably two weeks or three weeks for this fight. I had to bury my best friend, and I dedicated this fight. I wasn't going to fight. I dedicated this fight to him. I was going to rip his heart out. I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal and vicious and most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lynx is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander. He's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's the never fight. been anybody as ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston. I'm Jack Dempsey. There's no one like me. I'm from Nairclaw. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. Are you saying now, Mike? Mike? <laughs> He ends it with, I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. <laughs> he he talks about how he had to bury a friend of his, how his brother died. And then he says, but guess what, Lennox Lewis? I'm going to eat your children. Um, yeah. Just just an amazing human being, uh, Mike Tyson. Wow. Just one of the best ever. You know, clearly inspired from like, you know, Muhammad Ali and his language, right. but, but very much thing, but... his own guy, like his own yeah. thing. Mike, Mike yeah. yeah. So this is, was considered like one of the craziest TV moments. I um, saw this. Of the year. Have you seen this, Dave? I Now that you're talking about this, I definitely have seen this fight. I remember. Um. Well, well I'm not even going to share the fight. It's just more preamble stuff. This is con- th- like, this is considered one of the craziest moments on TV this year. Okay. Um, yeah, let's go. So it's the uh, like the press like the press conference to announce the fight. 
okay? okay. So it's Tyson on like a podium. And now Lennox Lewis is about to enter this other podium. They're both lit up. Right away, oh. oh my god, right away Tyson oh walks right over and they start brawling. Tyson and Lennox Lewis. This is crazy. They, they, you can see Tyson throwing huge punches. Like, it's nuts. And so all the press and all their teams, all their, their entourage is getting involved trying to break it up. It's just total chaos. Plus this music is playing. <laughs> I was just thinking of that. Like, yeah. what is this music? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god so I gotta skip ahead because I'm not gonna include all of it because Mike Tyson says some really offensive stuff I'm not gonna include but um, this is oh, I, I marked down the time I wanted to skip here okay so Mike Tyson starts getting into it with some of the press members because one of the guys in the press yells something like uh, put him in a straight jacket talking about Mike Tyson and so yeah. this is him <laughs> Responding to the press. It's hard to hear, right. but I mean, you get it. Did he you say, should, yeah. I'm going to eat your asshole? Yeah, he said, I'm going to eat your ass. <laughs> okay, yeah. So, uh, he was prescient. Um, yeah. yeah, ahead of his time. But he says worse stuff before the to, to the press. I'm not going to include. But like it's, this is him. I mean, he doesn't give he doesn't give a shit. I mean, he's unbelievable boxer and and unhinged and unhinged. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's um, that's that. That's the first thing I wanted to highlight. Just that was that was Perfect. a big deal, a big fight. But the preamble stuff is the best stuff. I, I saw the yeah. fight with my cousins at my. Cousin's I think house. I watched it too. Pay-per-view. I think I think I, I definitely did. saw it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, other sports things. Uh, Lance Armstrong wins his fourth consecutive Tour de France, which I've talked hey. about in previous years. This is another oui, one oui. that will be we <laughs> oui, oui. This will be stripped away. Watching. This will be stripped away in a few years, just like his other yeah, okay. ones. Tiger Woods continues his dominance, wins the Masters for the third time, and he wins the U.S. Mm. Open. NBA, Brandon, the Lakers sweep the New Jersey Nets. This is a great New Jersey Nets team. I when, when, that. Well, yeah. yeah, I was watching this when yeah. we were young. Yeah, um, but but they got swept by the Lakers. Uh, Lakers win their third straight NBA title. Shaq third straight NBA Finals MVP. Phil Jackson his ninth title, his third threepeat. <laughs> and another NBA news: the Charlotte Hornets moved to New Orleans. Hey, welcome. Welcome the New Orleans Hornets. The Charlotte Hornets that exist now are not those Charlotte Hornets. Right. Right. Yes. Right. They're a new team. Yeah. They're a new team. Because the old team stayed in New Orleans? Or yeah, they, yeah, the, again? yeah, they went to New Orleans, and then they became the Pelicans, and then like the, the Charlotte Bobcats were a new team. Oh, right. right. And right, then the they became the Hornets uh-huh. now, yeah. and like have the records of like the old Hornets, even though it's a different franchise. Right, yeah. So... Um, yeah, it's the NBA. Uh, baseball, it's our first, like, really 
not that significant Yankee season for the first time in a while, yeah. really. It's really? Uh, yeah, the, the Angels, right? A- Angels win the World Series over the Giants, over the San Francisco Giants. Yep. Yankee Yankees lose to the Angels in the ALDS, first round of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I always like to include Yankee stuff. Big Alfonso Soriano a year though. He hit thirty nine oh, yeah. home run thirty nine yeah. home runs. Dan, what about the Cubs or the <laughs> Sox? I I'm not sorry. No? I'm not even looking at Chicago. It up. I didn't even look it up. White <laughs> okay. Sox win in a few years. White Sox win in 2005. Okay. All right. All right. I'll stick um, around for that. Stick around for that. But yeah, it was the most home runs by a second baseman in one season at the time. It was the most home runs ever in one season by a second mm-hmm. baseman. Uh, Alfonso, Barry Bonds? Sor- Alfonso Soriano. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Um, I, loved, I loved Soriano. Yeah. Okay. So you also have the World Cup is this year. Yeah, um, oh, right. Yeah, yeah. 2002 oh, FIFA, year, yeah. FIFA World Cup in South Korea and Japan. It's the first time it's held in Asia by two countries simultaneously. Simul. Wow. And, and <laughs> uh, Brazil won. Brazil wins its fifth title, uh, defeating Ooh. Germany. What um, country was that in? Which the one? Oh, I don't know. Final what was the championship thing? in? I don't know. <laughs> it was in South Korea or Japan. I'm not sure. Um. Okay. NFL, um, the Houston Texans, the new team this year, expansion. Right. They get added to the league. Expansion pack, yep. You have <laughs> you have uh, Super Bowl 36. This is a big one. The Patriots beat the St. Louis Rams this year. So this is the first Tom Brady Super Bowl, but also, oh. the, but also the first time the New England Patriots ever win the Super Bowl. So this starts there. This is where 80 for Brady starts. <laughs> this is where the story starts right, yeah so this is their first ever super bowl uh-huh. win they beat the st louis rams huge upset rams were 14 point favorites wow. and and the patriots won <laughs> tom brady was mvp it's his second year in the league first year as a starter so just starting his dominance in the nfl uh rams were led by quarterback kurt warner uh, marshall uh-huh. folk was a really good running back for them First uh, final Super Bowl to be called by Pat Summerall and John Madden. This is the last time they would do the Super Bowl together uh, as the announcers. First ever Super Bowl played in February as everything got moved back due to 9-11. Hasn't it stayed in yeah. in Feb? The goal, I think, is to probably get it to like President's Day weekend to give people the three-day weekend i think that's the dream i would like okay. i would like that well my thing is it just make just make it on saturday make the super bowl on saturday. who cares yeah that's my th- that's my thing if they're not a college football team they can't play on saturday i know it's a tradition thing but it's stupid everybody's still gonna watch it and everybody gets the weekend anyway it's not right um you're right and this was the uh i'm not gonna play this clip because who cares this was the u2 halftime show <laughs> Oh wow! Uh, they who? play the the Super Bowl. You don't remember this? Remember this was that. honoring no, all the nine eleven like victims. This was oh, a yeah. huge That's thing. When he yeah. had the USA shirt underneath. Yeah, and like they list the names yeah. on like a giant screen. I, I know. I, said I didn't who, watch it back then. And I said, "Who cares? It's it's rude. Wow. It's rude." But yeah, I still care. I remember this one really well. Um, that that halftime show, big year for you two, big era for you two, and I'm hopefully I will actually. See them live in Vegas, their Vegas uh-huh. show. I want to with Leslie. WWF changes to WWE this year. That's big. Oh, it's been that, been that long. 
lawsuit. I still think of it as WWF in my head Me first, too. and then Me I have too. to switch it. Me too. <laughs> the lawsuit filed by the World Wildlife Fund. That's why they had to change right. it. Fuck um, them. You know, know what? Fuck them. I know, dude. Fuck them. Panda logo? Yeah, yeah panda shit. Uh <laughs> Yeah, actually, really a lot of big sporting events. 2002 Winter Olympics, also this year. So you had the World Cup and you had the Winter Olympics. Yeah, Michelle um, Kwan, rock the Vera right, Wang. Exactly. Dave started talking about it. It's in Salt Lake City, Utah. Uh, Usain Bolt got the Pumas on, broke not, the world record. Not in the Winter Olympics. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Germany took home the most medals with 36. The U.S. had 34. Not a good look. I oh yes, I wanted to play this clip for you guys. Oh, this is this is insane. I always kind of want to play this clip every time, anytime the Olympics come up, but I, but I don't think I have yet. So this is I wanted to play a portion, just a quick portion of the closing ceremonies. The opening and closing ceremonies for the Olympics are always crazy. There's always all kinds of wild stuff with these ceremonies. I wanted to play this for you guys. This is the Salt Lake City 2002 closing ceremonies and i just wanted to play this one clip here what i'm not going to share is donnie and marie osmond from utah they're like hosting and like uh-huh. they're they're like hosting and emceeing this closing ceremony i'm not going to play that but not only are they like hosting and announcing everything but they're hidden and they're voiced inside animatronic dinosaurs <laughs> It's it's so weird. It's very weird. There's like these animatronic dinosaurs and they're voicing them, but like announcing things that are <laughs> happening as dinosaurs. I don't. Hmm. So so that's like something that happens. But this is the. I just want to show you. I wanted to show you guys this clip of a couple of like just what's going on with like the live performance here. You wanted the best. You got the best, ladies and gentlemen. Kiss. <laughs> 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 Woo. I just wanted to play a little bit of this. It just seems so silly to have Kiss perform on like ice. Like I, I, I don't. This is for the listeners. It's like a moving stage they're on on like a giant ice rink. <laughs> and they've got figure skaters like dancing to it. Like I wanted to just get to the figure skater part because this is just, just whoa! Like like what a choice. That's exciting. Come on! I dig it. Dave is very into it. <laughs> I like it. I would be so pumped to watch this live. Yeah. So I wanted to just play a little bit. Nice. That's strange. Um, <laughs> but finally. The most important sports news of 2002. Uh-huh. It's NCAA men's hoops. It's college basketball. Indiana Hoosiers what? make it all the way to the championship game of the tournament in 2002. They get to the final four. They get to the championship game in 2002, but they lose uh, to Maryland. They lost in the championship game. It was an interesting season for my Hoosiers um, because it's right after the year Bobby Knight, their head coach, legendary head coach, got fired. It's the year after he got fired and they made it to the championship. So it was his recruited team, essentially. Like it was a team he put together 
Um, but uh, Mike Davis becomes, you know, their head coach. So I remember watching this tournament run at home with my family. Um, the big game was when IU took down this incredible Duke team. It was the number one seed. IU was the five seed. They beat Duke. Duke was the one seed. They beat them in the Sweet 16. It was a Duke team that had Carlos Boozer, Jay Williams, Mike Dunleavy. Like, it was an unbelievable Duke team. And IU beat them. Unbelievable game. Remember it well. It was a weird era for watching IU hoops, though, because, like, my dad was, you know, he went to Indiana also. Humongous Bobby Knight guy. And they fired him. And my dad basically, like, kind of stopped watching Indiana and, like, stopped rooting for them and started following... (laughs) He was one of these annoying fans that started following Texas Tech Hoops, which is the job that Bobby Knight got after Indiana. So he uh, followed him instead of his alma mater. <laughs> Don't get me started on how lame that is, but like that's that was my household. So like because of that, I didn't really after this team, I kind of didn't really watch IU for a while until basically until I went to school there. <laughs> so this was so like when we were in high school, I wasn't really watching Indiana then. <laughs> Because it was, they were like banned. It was like banned. It was like boycotted in my house. <laughs> That's so funny. Because they fired Bobby Knight. Yeah, it's so dumb. But and didn't like, he like do something wrong? Like what? Yeah, he he's like awful. Somebody? He's an awful human being. He's a horrible person. Horrible. Did he like hit somebody or? So it, it was. It, it was a yelling. Or? It, it was a series of things. But he got caught on video, like, choking a player. Yeah, he choked somebody. He, like, right. she choked a player. But that's not why he got fired. He got fired because he, like, grabbed this guy's arm, like, out in, like, public, like, the student. Uh-huh. And then that's technically what got him fired. So, I don't remember the full story, but that's it was like a series of things. Was this around the there's same a, time? There's as... a whole thirty for thirty about it. If you guys are are interested in this, uh, what was about the this whole story. Latre- yeah. Sorry, what was the whole Latrell Sprewell choking thing? Was that also this time? And what happened with that? You don't have to tell me if it's. I don't remember don't when remember. that was, but that, yeah, I, don't I know. feel like that had to have been around. There's this a lot era. of choking in basketball at the time, and I was like very like. <laughs> concerned and like confused like what's what's up with basketball and choking as a growing boy like hearing about this in the news strange time yeah post 9 11 yeah but um you know when you're a diehard fan and your coach um (laughs) wins what is it three championships in like 11 years or whatever it was uh some people have a hard time yeah like we've talked about with R. Kelly. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> kidding. Kidding. Oh Perfect. Have no, have no problem saying he's awful. I haven't listened to his music at all. Some people don't want to walk away. Some people don't want to walk away. My dad was one of them. Yeah. Well, he did. He he followed him to <laughs> to a different school. You guys moved to Texas. So you but then, games. but then I went to Indiana. And my dad came back. Came back with okay. me. <laughs> <laughs> but it, when we were in high school, I wasn't really. I didn't miss much. The team wasn't that good. You got them back to where they exactly were. Yeah, my freshman year, and then we were terrible for like four years after that. We're doing pretty good right now, though. Well, right, well, well. By the time this comes out, I, I, I don't. I mean, knows? who knows? I don't know. Okay, so is that the end of your sports segment? Yes, it is. <laughs> okay, so I guess I will just launch right into my <gasps> next topic. You sure, you don't want to do more, Dan? Sorry, Dan. Don't mean to. <laughs> Cut you off there. Yeah, I could do like I could run through the the sports of 2002 wiki again if you guys want. Just start reading more stuff. But uh, no, Dave, please no. continue. Shakic okay. is out. 
So let's talk about celebrity gossip and humping, aka sex. Sex sells. So I figure at this point, it or split, we're not going to play it this year because (gasps) I think the answers are going to get too easy. You know, it's. Come on. We are a little too close to. Too close to it. The time period. Like the Me Moore and Bruce Willis, did they break up? Yeah, of course they fucking broke up. That was in 2000, but just an example. But I will <laughs> tell you about some of our favorite celebrities who did hook up in matrimony this year. Hook <laughs> <laughs> up in matrimony. That's such a fun way to ask if somebody's married. <laughs> did you guys hook up in matrimony? <laughs> Or that's a way to ask if, like, it's a situation where they're they're virgins until they get married. Did you hook up in matrimony? Mm. Right. That's another way to use that phrase. The only ways I can um, think of where using that phrase would make sense. (laughs) Well, Dan, I'm going to make my guess that all these people ain't virgins, okay? These people, people like British guitar legend and DBP... Uh, legend Eric Clapton age 56 in 2002 when he wedded Melia McHenry age 25 at St. Mary's Magdalene Church in Surrey London where he spent his formative years he got married on the new year day Jan 1st how old was he? 56 classic uh, rich old guy stuff she's 25 huh? 31 I have, years. I have just two quick thoughts in, rela- in relation to that. One, kind of rude. Off air, we talked before about how New Year's Eve is, is overrated, but like kind of rude to have like a Your whole opinion. wedding uh, on New Year's Day, making sure everybody's not like hungover and all that. But Oh, true. No, I agree with this because the New Year's Eve wedding is cool. I think that's a good idea. I think it's fun. Well, yeah, you got to think fun. about this, though. New Year's He's, Day wedding. Eric Clapton at this point, I think, is sober. So what does he have to worry about being hungover about? I'm not asking about him. The I'm guest, saying the guest. The guest, Dave. Give a fuck about Eric Clapton. Fuck the guest. I don't know why <laughs> you continue to bring up Clapton on this Listen, show. I don't care about li- Eric Clapton. If you like Eric Clapton enough to go to his wedding, there's something wrong with you. Think about that. <laughs> so fuck you. Okay, my other thought about Eric Clapton, I said this the other day, and I was hoping to have an opportunity to say it on the show at some point in the future. I didn't expect it would be the next time we spoke. Of course, yeah. Like, I I got you. I think growing up, I never, like, heard him speak. Like, he doesn't seem like or deserve to be British. Like, he should be from, like, the Midwest. Like, he just kind of, like, I feel like he doesn't look British and like every like every time I like think about the fact that he's huh. British, it, it kind of doesn't register with me for some reason. I don't know why, but this doesn't seem right to me. I think we should, no, should you take know that what? away from him. I am with you. Everything about his personality and whole and whole thing, yeah, would not guess doesn't British. Feel, doesn't feel British. Even no. listening to him sing, you don't. He, I don't. You don't really hear it. like a lot of British singers. I, you know, I think that happens. But um, yeah, but like he should, free, he should be from like Nebraska. Interesting. I'm with it. Yeah, I like that take a lot. He's the least British of the famous British rockers. I can't remove how well known I know him as a the British like blues guitarist. Like I can't remove that 
after knowing that for the last 25 years. So like, I grew up in an Eric Clapton household. My dad was really into Eric Clapton. So I, I've known this too long to feel differently, but I wonder if I were able to take a couple steps back and look at him. Sorry, I just had to like say an that American. I, like some, I thought that the other day and I was going to wait until the next time he came kinda up. It's kind of interesting. But I, I don't think, I think it only applies to like modern day or more modern day Clapton. I don't think it applies to like heyday. Well, I think that's the thing is that I yeah, don't feel like I never heard him like, speak cre- until Cream he was is very older. British. Cream is a very Cream British. Cream is so British. Right. Yeah, well, but I was not really like sounding. exposed to that. Like I only like saw him and heard him like when he was older. So like when I first heard like change the world and acoustic yes. Layla, I was like, this guy is American. I am with this. Interesting. Take, I'm with this take a hundred percent. It's like you get to like the nineties, probably the eighties too. You get to like the eighties okay. and later. Yeah. He just feels way less British. Uh, may as well be at this point, may as well be like Aaron Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Not that far off, but something similar that happened to me when I was like, a little bit older maybe around this era was um i didn't realize he was like a guitar god quote unquote like i knew him as just like the guy who played tears in heaven kind of acoustic based music and like father's eyes like i just knew his like adult contemporary okay 90s persona that i never knew him as like just celebrated guitar god which he really shouldn't be you know he's like pretty overrated in that respect i think but 100 percent Anyway, despite the appropriate nickname, <laughs> Slowhand, Eric, in this case, was fast to ask for Melia's hand <laughs> in marriage. Incredible segue. <laughs> Very nice. Also, some weddings of interest. Uh, March 16th, Oscar-winning entertainer Liza. Also 56. Same age, I guess, as Eric Clapton. That mm. would make sense, right? They must be born... Within the within the year of each other, uh, she wed did producer David Guest. Remember this one, guys? Oh boy! Oh yes, of at course. the Marble Collegiate Church in NY City. This was one of the biggest like tabloidy phenomenons of right. that era. That stuff was why. People were like, "This is a freak show. Like, what is going on?" You don't remember the the guy. I feel like, like if you show, deal. I feel like if you show me an image, I will. I can't think oh, of it 100%. right now. Hundred percent. If you because I know Liza, was, I know what she looks like in that in this that period of time. But right, it's also when she was on uh, Arrested Development, right around. Yeah, this right time before. Too, right? Kind of like right that. Around, yeah. Listen, cool because usually when a guest attends a wedding, they're not the one getting married. Okay, they're breaking barriers. David <laughs> Guest becomes. <laughs> Not a wedding guest. That's really fun. He's a, he's a he's a goddamn groom, <laughs> breaking barriers for guests. Oh, so we had a, a, a New Year's Day wedding of note, which was controversial. But how about a Fourth of July wedding of note? Mm. That's festive. Oscar-winning actress Julia Roberts, thirty-four at the time, weds L.A. cameraman, aka. Literal nobody Danny Motor, 33, oh. at the 82-acre ranch. Don't remember that. In uh, Taos, New Mexico. Her 82-acre ranch. Definitely not his. Dude, she's always picking these scrubs to marry. Like, <laughs> come on, Jules. Like Lyle Lovett. And- Lyle Lovett, now this <laughs> scrub. scrub? Danny Motor? And uh, uh, what's his name? 
uh, that she left on the altar, basically. Oh, uh, fictionally? No. <laughs> <Like her brother? laughs> Are we talking about Runaway Bride? Gear, that was a, that was a movie. Get married to him. Brandon, <laughs> Brand, you've been watching a lot of movies lately. I know you're maybe having a hard time separating reality from... That was a character she played. That's <laughs> from fiction, from, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's Runaway Bride. And what the hell was his name? The one that she left for uh, Kiefer Sutherland. Didn't she leave Kiefer? That's what I'm saying. But she was like about to marry... Kevin Bacon, was it? or No. Uh, probably Eric Roberts. Not Jeremy Sisto. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't remember. I, don't, I have no idea. Yeah. Jason Patrick. Jason Patrick. And then oh, Liam right. Neeson. And then it was Liam Neeson after that. Oh. She married him or just, just dated no, she him? Was, they, they were engaged, Jason Patrick. Uh, anyway, continue. Didn't know that. All right, so... But yes, yeah, so this is the guy I think she's still with if we were playing hit and split. It or split. Yeah. Hit and split. <laughs> Brandon, you always get that wrong. It's a little bit insulting at this point. Um, Hit it and split. Hit it and split it. <laughs> and then we have one more wedding of uh, of of note of interest. August tenth, Academy Award winning actor Nicolas Cage, thirty eight, weds Princess of Rock and Roll Lisa Marie Presley at the Mona Lani Bay Hotel on the Big Island of. Hawaii, and uh, due to the passing of her father, the king of rock and roll, Elvis, Lisa Marie's former hubby, the king of pop, MJ, offered to moonwalk her down the aisle. <laughs> Come on. JK, and RIP to Lisa Marie. And yeah, RIP. Wait, did yes, he really I guess offer MJ. To, did he really? Because... He's also like heavily involved in the in the Liza. I think he was busy with the Liza stuff, you know. Because he was like good friends with David Guest, yeah. Yeah, so he definitely was at that wedding. Did Nick Cage ever like play Elvis in something? He plays Elvis like characters in certain films. He's he, quite he, inspired he loves... by Elvis in uh, and there's Wild a few... at Heart. Yes, and there's a few movies where he's in Vegas. I think that's where I'm getting confused. Like leaving you know, Las Vegas, yeah. Leaving yeah. Las Vegas, honeymoon in Vegas, honeymoon in Vegas. Yeah. Vegas vacation. Sure. Not in it. <laughs> so those are weddings of interest. Now let's talk about the flip side of that. DOIs. Divorces of interest. I'm charging you with a DOI, Danny. <laughs> you know, since I am the, the CBS guy. Yeah. These sounds like spinoffs of that show, Person of Interest. Yeah, <laughs> like like CSI Vegas, <laughs> like per- Weddings of Interest. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be interesting. You should just pitch a CBS show. Just write it. Just at, write at this point. Just write. Just, just write a pilot. Write a pilot for CBS. We know yeah. you, you could easily we, do it. You have it in you. So yeah. just do it. Come on. We'll read it. We'll read the whole thing on the pod. <laughs> yeah. So the first D O I is. Oct 15, when comedian Tom Green, 30, divorces actress Drew Barrymore, uh, 26, due to irreconcilable differences after less than a year of marriage. Yeah, I was going to say, it's, it was like same year. They were, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think technically they got married the year before. Okay. Technically, like 2001, like mm-hmm. date-wise. But yeah, it was less than a year when they, they said no more. It was no laughing matter for these two known funny freakies. <laughs> and then check this one out. November 25th. 
Dave, you're Dave, you're Dave, you're a funny freaky. <laughs> That's you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Thank you. Now check this one out. November twenty fifth. Am I reading this right? This is DOI. Academy Award winner Nicholas Cage files for divorce from Princess of Rock and Roll Lisa Marie Presley. <laughs> <laughs> wait, <laughs> wait, hold on. Wait, November twenty fifth. Oh my God, it's been less than a year. It's been almost three months of marriage, and they're already calling it quits due to irreconcilable differences again. <laughs> it's that's a common thing. Whoa, uh, in divorce, boy, that was quick as feck. So, um, quick as f- quick as feck. But um, <laughs> what I really want to talk. To, to you guys about today is I want to highlight a certain romance that was really important this year. It's the year of Benefer. A journey of celebrity romance. I was going to ask if that was this year. Yeah. Wait, and there's, here's another, like, wait, am I reading this right? Ben Affleck and JLo. Am I sure I'm not talking about 2022 Wow. or 23? Cause yeah, they got back together was it last year, 2022 or or 2021, something like that? Like yeah, very recently. Legendary. Crazy. Well, I'm so it, happy right now that we're talking about this. Yeah. Yeah. This all actually started more than 20 years ago, when Lopez and Affleck first met in early 2002 on the set of their movie Jiggly, or Geely <laughs> right. is a Geely, right? Geely. Yes. Uh, famously thought of as one of the worst movies of all time. I saw it. It was okay. Uh, <laughs> which, came, <laughs> which came out the following year, but this is when it all started. So this is before like, they had any of the bad press surrounding that movie that I think negatively affected their budding relationship. But um, right now, they're just in the honeymoon phase. I actually want to share some like photography <laughs> that I collected for this, <laughs> this segment, and uh, I will post this online. On our Instagram account, you see that Ben and Jen on the set of Geely. <laughs> Classic. Yeah. God, yeah. Ben is in his leather. His hair. <laughs> I want. That's the leather hair. Like jacket. I want. I want to have at all times. That's like I have the length for that. Can you do um, it? I'd have I'm to. I'm growing my hair out too. Maybe. Maybe that's what I'll be able to do. I'd have to put stuff. I'd have to put a lot of stuff in it. Oh, I mean, yeah. There's yeah. a lot of volume <laughs> yeah. going on there. <laughs> At the time, though, Lopez was married to her second husband. Remember this guy? Chris oh, Judd, the, the backup. The dancer. Fucking dancer. Okay. <laughs> First Julia, then Jennifer. Like, what the hell, ladies? Anyway, sorry. Getting off subject. Lopez told people in 2016, I felt like when I met Ben, okay, this is it. She was married, but, you know, Ben's a homewrecker, apparently, and she could not stop thinking of this guy so that was in early 2002 let's move on to april 2002 when affleck takes out a full page ad in trade magazines hollywood reporter and variety to compliment j-lo which doesn't exactly say bestie vibes only it has been nothing but an honor and a pleasure to work with you it reads in part I only wish I were lucky enough to be in all your movies. Signed with love, respect, and gratitude, Ben Affleck. God. God. Uh, give this guy some uh, Fiji water because he's thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> 
boy oh boy so that's crazy though like I, that's clearly him trying to flirt with her like you know in a very public hyper romantic way pulling out trade magazines like JLo's not that good of an actor the movie sucks <laughs> we know that it's not about the acting here so yeah, yeah Affleck we, is on a mission uh, yeah as we've discussed on the show not a great actress actor not a good singer either <laughs> <laughs> not a great dancer. Really not good at anything. She's but me and it's why it all levels out. Pretty good dancer. She's not good at any one thing, but that's why she's J-Lo. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's why she's J-Lo. I, I don't, it just works that she, you know. Anyway, uh, July 24th, 2002, co-stars and friends, quote unquote. Yeah, I'm doing like the, you know I'm doing the fucking bunny ears here friends come on really uh jennifer lopez and ben affleck are seen kissing and cuddling and coming i don't know at a surprise <sighs> birthday party for the leo superstar and i don't mean leo dicaprio ben's a leo his birthday is in july <laughs> one of the first events marking the start of their relationship with the tabloids so you're thinking okay july 24th hello j-lo you're married well two days later she addresses that on the 26th of July, J-Lo files for divorce from husband number two after a month of separation. Mm. So we're still in summertime. Things are looking good for these two Hollywood beauties with booties. Uh, August 5th, 2002, People Magazine pays 75 large for nine photos of J-Lo and Ben riding in a Bentley convertible, including one where they lip lock. Hey, they're just trying to be safe, you know? They're locking lips. They're in the car, you know? <laughs> Safety first. Safety first when you're driving. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Uh, okay. Here's a really good uh, size photo for you guys to see of... Ben driving his ben really good size J-Lo. Yeah. She's in the whip as well. So Damn, we should have got we should have gotten the tabloid photography game. We'd be killing it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know, but how could we sleep though, right? They're all really good people, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um now this is the final date I'm gonna read. This is a a huge one in the development of the Benefer relationship publicly. Um MTV's TRL, November 5th, 2002. It premieres the music video for Jenny from the Block, a Y2K mood board, mood board starring Benifer, combining J-Lo's roots with her new movie star lifestyle. Ben famously leans over and kisses her fam- famously huge bootay while they <laughs> uh, sun on a yacht. Yep. A whole new 2000s twist on the phrase... Kiss my ass. <laughs> so should we play a little bit of the the video because it's a, it's a fun trip down yeah. memory lane. Got it lined up. So it's Jenny from the Block. I always kind of like this song. My parents are from uh, New York City, probably a similar area, the Bronx. I think the same neighborhood as uh, J Lo. So anyway, um, we're gonna see the kissing of the butt talks now. <laughs> For the listeners, too, photo they recreated when they got back together, like, during the pandemic, 
they, they there was like a paparazzi shot of them on a boat and it was like hey remember this was that it i think so yep. yeah i remember this video very well oh they're looking at the tabloids and kissing kind of a cool concept for a for a video Okay, so that was the the uh, Jenny from the Block booty smooch video in a November 2002 interview with Diane Sawyer. Lopez revealed her engagement to Affleck, describing it as traditional, but also in a very spectacular way, as, of course, Ben would do it. It was very, very beautiful. People reported at the time that Affleck proposed with a custom-made Harry Winston pink diamond solitaire ring. He chose himself. Solitaire is kind of interesting for like a, a marriage. Because only one person can play solitaire. All right. <laughs> Given the time period, I'm surprised he didn't choose a famous film ring from Middle Earth, Dan. That's kind of like in the headlines as well, like Lord of the Rings. So, I mean, this is a different kind of ring. <laughs> and I'm sure we'll hear more about Benefer in the coming years. And that's it for celebrity gossip and sex. <laughs> Wow, very good. Excellent. Yeah. That's a great... One of the the early power couples of the 2000s. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, really the celebrity couple, I would, I would argue. There's a few more, right? I'd like, say. They're like... They might be number yeah. one. I mean, they just could be in number terms one, of, though, like, yeah. fame and just, like, constant... Because they're both uh, so Discussion famous. and paparazzi yeah. and, like... Yeah. Um, but I'm sure you'll bring up more where I'll be like, oh, yeah, that was also huge. That I'm yeah, kind there's of, that a few. Yeah. I don't, don't want to spoil them, but there's a few more coming. I don't want to spoil it, too, because we're only in 2002, but there's a few more all, that are very There's notable. some big ones coming. Yeah, there's a few more. So, Dan, like... Well, we've, all, we've already talked about just Timberlake, Britney Spears. That was another major one. David but, Guest and and, and Liza, Liza Minnelli. Minnelli. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, thank you, Dave. Of course. For that. Brandon, um, Brandon what you got for your third segment? Well, for my third segment, uh, of course, a segment that I always <clears throat> was going to do at this time. Uh, so I don't even know why I would say something like that. But um, the hell? <laughs> we're going to the Tony Awards. Um, yes. Oh. Yes. Yes, I know Dan is so hyped. I love it. Wait, so no tech talk this year? No tech talk. It's a lot of just the same crap. Yeah. It's just a lot of, uh, it's just up, internet stuff. Updated iPod, I think was this year I read yeah, somewhere. Yeah, it's just yeah. like, well, that's not all. The first public version of the web browser Mozilla Firefox, Phoenix Point one is released on September twenty third of this uh, year. Yes, but I, love, I, so. was, I love Firefox. I was trying to just not, you know, list things. Right. Because uh, that's not what we do on this show. <laughs> no. We're better than that. Nope. So I, I'm just, I just want to play a few, just a few little clips. So one of the main, re one of the main things I wanted to highlight, there's two little things I wanted to highlight on this, but we started talk talking about this as we've covered more of the Tony Awards, but like becoming more and more interested in the, the types of actors that maybe you're like, why did their career happened the way you think it was in terms of like movie stars and then you're a lot of times realize 
Oh, well, they also love doing theater, and you don't think of them as performers. You know, I showed you that clip of Brian Darcy James, who's in Spotlight, and but he's a huge Broadway star, you know, like that type of thing. And, and sometimes it's interesting seeing these very famous actors who are heavily involved in theater, you yeah. know, as opposed to, like, I was thinking about this recently of, like, a lot of, like, more younger current stars are doing less and less, like, big movies because, like, they can make their fame other places. Like, Zac Efron has, like, a huge, like, YouTube show. And, like, he does, like, all these... There's, like, so many more outlets these days for these stars. So I was trying to think... You can sell products, right? Like, you have your own... <laughs> yeah. No, you, like, seriously, yeah. though. Yeah, no, I'm being serious. Like, yeah. you know, medical but then you have, products or whatever. You know, uh, it's your own line of whatever. And po- podcasts, obviously. And podcasts, yeah, yeah. you know? So you have actors like, 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 let's say, I would say the two maybe biggest examples of the opposite of this are Tom Cruise and Leonardo DiCaprio, where they are movie stars. And there's never going to be like a movie now, at least in their career, where you're like, oh, I didn't, I don't remember that movie. Or like, you know, right. like, yeah. Matt Damon will do a movie where like, oh, I, I missed that one. Or, you know, something like that. Like, but like, when Leo or like Tom Cruise have a movie, it's like a big deal, and they have nothing to do with theater. Like they're not gonna like take a break and go do go do theater. So I wanted to kind of use that as to show a couple of things because I'm gonna show the opening uh, of uh, the ceremony and where they list the names of some of the people that are gonna be there. And then I'll show you a little bit of the performances too. And it's just so very quaint, the production value and everything. I think it's very funny. And this will be great for the listener, too, because it's mostly just a list of names here. <laughs> um, okay, ready? Here we go. For the Nation, the Tony Awards, live CBS Next. The League of American Theaters and Producers and the American Theater Wing present the 56th Annual Tony Awards with guest stars Alec Baldwin. Jason Biggs, Edie Falco, Ray Fines, Callista Flockhart, Joanna Gleason, Whoopi Goldberg, Anne Haish, Hugh Jackman, John Leguizamo, Mary Tyler Moore, Liam Neeson, Chris O'Donnell, Jerry Orbach, Mary Louise Parker, Bill Pullman, Natasha Richardson, Shira Rivera, Doris Roberts, like, Alicia Silverstone, yeah, I love her. Stanley Tucci, oh, with like musical I'm, performances. Okay, from so Ma- like, like, like the names are really some you would expect, and then yeah, yeah. Like Liam Neeson, like, like all that, all that type of stuff. So now on top all that of that, jazz. now a couple little things, you know, <clears throat> musical reference. Dan has often been confused by a term we've used on the show, Billy Crystal jazz. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, Dan is much more familiar with Harry Connick Jr. jazz. Okay, it's the same thing. That's what Billy Crystal Jazz is. It's, it's what it is. <laughs> well, that was yeah. our way of teaching Broadway him. Composer, Harry it's bullshit. Jr. Dave created a genre describing one movie. <laughs> He's the top artist in this genre. Yes. Now, now this, of course, okay, I'm glad you said that, Dave, because yes, Harry Connor Jr. Who is who you would expect to be doing this type of thing. Maybe who you wouldn't expect to be doing this type of thing is... Billy Crystal. <laughs> <laughs> They'll announce the name. Okay. Who's this? Uh, Michelle Lee. Meet the parents? Most deaf. Hold on, hold on. Most deaf. 
Oh. <laughs> wow, I love it. Wow, yeah. This is not Billy Crystal Jazz. I know, I know. <laughs> cool. I like it, though. I didn't know he uh, had such a range. Oh, okay. Most F. Great. Sounded great. From this Saigon, Leia Salon. And then, uh, oh, yeah, so here we go. Peter Gallagher. Peter Gallagher. busting out all over. The feeling is getting so intense. Oh, my God. Wait, this makes sense that he would be good at this. I know, I know, but I love seeing it because, like, you just don't think about it. No. So, now, recently, I played a clip of... Um, uh, Joshua Henry singing that song from Carousel. Remember in the studio he did that big song. Remember about when I said about you uh, on the being a father in the studio. Uh, yes. Yeah, and incredible. And I said that the original performer of that is John Raitt, who is Bonnie Raitt's father. From so the they original bring him Carousel, out. John Raitt. Oh wow. So this is that song I played you about, you know, being a father. And so I just wanted to show you that. Uh, Boy, Bill, you'll be tall and that's little segment there. So, yeah, so just, you know, a bunch of array of celebrity. But the, the two big things this year at the at the Tony Awards were Mamma Mia. This is the year of Mamma oh, Mia. Oh, really? I've got three possible dads. Mom doesn't know. I've invited them all to my wedding. She is going to freak. I was cheated by you, and I think you know when. Wow. I had no idea these uh, songs were this new. These songs were what? I didn't know these songs were from the 2000s. I thought they were from like the 70s and 80s. Uh, <laughs> and then um, big revival of Into the Woods. Uh, oh. And then starring as the witch, which actually was introduced by Bernadette Peters, who was the original witch in Into the Woods. But in this version of Into the Woods starred Vanessa Williams. DBP legend. DBP legend. I love this song. Careful the things you Great do, song. children will see. And burn. children may not obey, but children will listen. Children will look to you for which way to turn to learn what to be. Careful before you say, listen to me. Children yeah. will yeah, so pretty pretty good year for the Tonys. I wasn't originally going to do it, but then I was like, you know what? The Mamma Mia thing did become, it was like a big sensation. You know, we are in that era of jukebox musicals really like hitting the scene hard. Ooh, yeah. And it's it's only going to get bigger and worse as time goes on. Uh, there'll be some strange ones for sure. 
and obviously, you know, the movies that spawned off of that. Yeah, some of the best movies of the 2000s. Very true, yeah. Vanessa Williams, DBP legend. But yeah, I like I like checking in on the Tonys, seeing what the celebrities that we know from other places are up to. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. 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 Now, the big that. winner, though, the big musical winner that year was this musical called You're in Town. Mamma Mia, probably in retrospect, you know, would be like the the winner, but... Uh, you're in town? You're in town, yes. Urine. The word urine. The word urine, urine yes. Like pee-pee. Like pee-pee. Uh, you're allowed to do that on, <laughs> on Broadway? Whoa. Yeah. Shame I don't on re- them. I only know the soundtrack a little bit. I forget what the exact premise is, but it's like, uh, let's see. I'll read you the... It says, um, I guess it's like a satirical... Um, thing I don't know. Maybe they don't have. Oh yeah, there's like a water surge, uh, a shortage. All restroom activities are done in public toilets, controlled by a mega corporation called Urine Good Company. All right, this sounds like it's funny and like satirical and commentary stuff. Never saw it. I don't know. Never heard don't of ask it. Me didn't hold up. <laughs> <laughs> if I haven't um, heard of it. Yeah. <laughs> Great segment as always, Brandon. I, lo- I love when you talk yeah, about going the to Tonys, Broadway. going to Broadway. Does it feel like you're back in New York City, your former uh, place of residence? You know, I was just going to say, I need to, you know, Chicago has certainly its own Broadway scene. I need to see more shows. It's something I haven't done in a long, in a long time. What do they call it up there? Uh, Beef Street. No, I. I, I <laughs> <laughs> they say oh, the lights are bright on Beef Street. Yeah. Um, yeah. Deep Dish Avenue. No, I don't. I don't know. Thank you, Brando. Okay. Um, well, don't change the Daniel. Oh no! Don't change the Daniel. We still haven't done this thing. <laughs> well, it was a genuine. It was a genuine. Oh no, from Dave. Like, oh god, we still haven't done this shit. Oh, okay. No, all right. Yours sparked a lot of discussion. It went long. Brandon st- sparked a lot of discussion. Went it's long. True. I, lots of cut. The, it's okay. Mine is going to be the length out. of both of yours combined, probably longer. <laughs> it always is. We love it. We love it. <laughs> all right. Heavy nostalgia in 2002, like really a lot of years. We're, we're talking about TV in this decade, especially as we're going to enter like later in the decade. It's not going to be nostalgia anymore. It's just going to be like, yeah, this was kind of recently. It's going to be like, yeah, that was pretty recently. Like, it's going gonna, it's gonna to yeah. be like, but this is still heavy nostalgia for a lot of this stuff. And some of the stuff I'm going to mention is stuff we brought up on this show, influence, influencing us, influencing the podcast in, in a lot of ways. Some of this stuff that happened in 2002, which I'll talk about, but... First, I wanted to share a couple commercials. I always love showing some commercials from the time. Ooh, sorry, the share button broke. Oh man, I guess I'll I guess I'll just listen to it and talk about it, <laughs> <laughs> and like maybe probably not be able to hear you guys. Um, <laughs> all right, so um, some Super Bowl ads from 2002 that I wanted to play. Adform.com. You know, yeah, you see this website? Did you sign up for a member? <laughs> it just, it was a nice layout of like all the Super Bowl ads. Um, Can we check out socially responsible ads if we have some time? 
<laughs> yeah, as we talked about, plenty of time. Yeah, to, uh, yeah. So, uh, I just like just just three I wanted to highlight because these are just, and a lot of times what happens is like you have not only memorable Super Bowl ads, they usually become commercials that play throughout the year. So I, I remember seeing a few of these a lot. Wait, um, wait, Dan, nice fucking try. This is sports. It's TV. It's, <laughs> it's both. It's me it's not both. finishing my sports segment and continuing <laughs> into, into this one, which is like I kind of do a lot. Okay. But you guys have, um, remember the truth campaign? This was a big deal. Truth? Yeah, the anti-smoking, like the truth campaign. Remember this? The Trump thing? Oh, I remember the rat. Yeah, remember this ad that's, with the rat? That's, that's pizza uh, rat, right? <laughs> Can you see this okay, by the way? Yeah. So it's like a guy in a giant rat costume, and he's holding a sign. There's cyanide and cigarette smoke, same as in rat poison. So and it he's was out in like Times Square yeah. area, right? Yeah, so. In New York. And it, yeah, at you're the, the New York guy. And at the end, it showed, it's like the orange background, the orange screen. It says truth. Truth is contagious. This was a humongous campaign that was honestly part of like the decline and the destroying of like the you know tobacco industry. Pretty successful yeah. from what I re- remember. I mean, I mean, yeah, tobacco industry hasn't been destroyed. It's still around. But I mean, it's <laughs> the, pretty successful. For I remember, you know, reading about it. Did seeing Times Square make you nostalgic for New York? Oh, totally, man. Also. Dude, I just seen a rat. I I loved being in Times Square. <laughs> um, but this one I absolutely remember. This Britney Spears Pepsi oh. commercial. Remember the oh, Britney Spears yeah. Pepsi commercial? This was oh, big yeah. time. Was, yeah, a I drank deal. a lot of Pepsi because of the, because of this. <laughs> you hear something new at Fountains today? Like old fashioned People looking. Think young say yeah. Pepsi, please. She kind of goes through the different time periods. Now we're in the 60s. 63. Girl groups. I like this song. Yeah, a little later in the 60s. 66. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, uh, surfer. Like beach party. Beach party, yeah. The uh, end of Fablemans or close to the end of Fablemans. <laughs> Oh, 1970. Hair era, right? Like hippies. Yeah. Stoners. Robert Palmer. Straight to 89. Whoa. Straight to Palmer. Straight to Palmer. (laughs) And now today. Yeah. So much time spent in the 60s. I know. I know. What? Now they're showing all of them, but doing the same song. I mean, really great, though. Amazing. Like yeah. Really, like, Amazing. Yeah. Had to uh-huh. show that. And then I wanted to just show... Hey, Pepsi that. needs it. Pepsi needs good ads because compared to Coke... <laughs> I mean, better commercials, Sucks. obviously. Pepsi, better yeah. commercials. Come on, the Bears, Dan. Oh, Chicago, the Bears. I know. Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> I know the fucking the polar bears. Fuck those guys. I hate those Fuck things. Fuck those guys. <laughs> and then <laughs> didn't didn't Pepsi have Madonna too? Like Pepsi had like a virgin was a Pepsi thing, right? 
Oh, like sorry, like like Michael a prayer Jackson. was a yeah. was a Pepsi thing. Yeah, yeah so Pepsi like better branding. Michael's hair, better ads, just yeah. But Santa, soda is just not as good. It's just not as good. Yeah, but Santa, Santa. All right, I did want to play this like anti-drug ad because I don't remember More? this. I'm sick of this propaganda from you, Dan. <laughs> I helped murder families in Colombia. <laughs> it was just innocent fun. I helped kidnap people's dads. Hey. Some harmless fun. I help kids learn how to kill. I was just having some fun, you know. I help kill policemen. Jesus. I was just having fun. I helped the bomber get a fake passport. All the kids do it. I helped kill a judge. I helped blow up buildings. My life. My My body. (laughs) My God. So... That is, Dude, like that is reflective of the fucking time period we're talking about here. Like, I mean, yeah, that, yeah. that's a commercial for the antidrug.com. And then the, in shit. big letters at the end for the listeners, it said, if you buy drugs, you, what is it? Hunt Dr- oh, it's drug oh. money supports terror. If you buy drugs, you might too. That's the ad. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Whoa. God. And it's just like a bunch of faces of young people saying these different, you know, things um they're not seeing the negative repercussions because it's not playing out in front of them they're just having a fun time well guess what (laughs) you just killed a judge (laughs) (laughs) oh god so uh you bought pot you killed a judge (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's like it's that's really funny it's insane i mean it's not funny but it's like that's a lot yeah is wow. it that much of a leap, though? Is it? <laughs> oh, God. Um, all right. So, yeah. I feel like those three ads capture the time pretty well. We're going to move on. Yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. <laughs> it's um, funny, though, because we have, like, the strong anti-drug, anti-terror stuff, and then we also have boy bands still and Britney Spears and totally. teen, teeny boppers. So it's yeah, weird di- dichotomy. Okay. In November... Huge television thing was talked about, like on every news network. Uh, I'm not going to show it. We know we know the clip. Michael Jackson dangles his baby over the oh, hotel yeah. balcony in Berlin. Classic. That's 2002 as well. <laughs> uh, that's Prince Michael Jack. Prince Michael Jackson the second. Yeah, baby blanket. Um, Wacko Jacko at it. Yeah, again. classic. Uh, really good guy. <laughs> um, so classic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you know what? Uh, in 02, the Mariah Carey episode of Cribs was this year. Remember that one? Okay. Like, iconic. Maybe. It, it's like her New York triplex. It's like this insane New York apartment that she has. I don't think I remember that. Big clip, Dan. I don't big remember. Big episode of Cribs. No, nah, I'm not okay. going to play it. If you don't remember, <laughs> you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got other clips I'm going to play, but I wanted to bring that up quickly. All right. Guess what, guys? <laughs> It's listing time. Woo. Can I pee before you list? Yeah, I'm going to wait for you to come back because I'm not, I know I'm not letting got, you miss it. I'm not going to let I gotta, you miss uh, it. I got to empty the chamber. I got to. Okay. It's a uh, must-see TV. That's right. Can't miss it. <laughs> uh, now, Dan, I might be stepping on your toes. I don't know, but. Were you going to talk about on July 24th, on the 200th anniversary of his birth, French author Alexander Dumas of the Three Musketeers fame? His ashes are interred in the Pantheon in Paris in a televised ceremony. 
Oh man, I wish I saw that live. That's like one of the things I, I really have like FOMO <laughs> about missing this, uh, taping of the ashes being interned, interred. Now I are you, uh, were you gonna mention it? I'm, I wasn't. That's I'm more. Glad your, I got it out. That's yeah. more your thing. No, so I decided not to mention <laughs> it. <laughs> Thank God I wasn't stepping on your toes or anything. I had, I figured you might leave that out. All right, Brandon's we're back. back. <laughs> his urine town. Right, his urine town. <laughs> nice. Made a pit stop in, in urine town. All right. <laughs> debuts in 2002. Television okay. debuts, TV shows. Uh-huh. Some big ones this year. Uh, Last Call with Carson Daly and NBC. Debut? De- debut. Wow. First Is he still doing TRL? TRL. <laughs> <laughs> TRL. Is he still doing TRL? Uh, Is he doing both? Is he working both jobs? Is he doing like they did change hosts at one point at TRL. Remember? Right, right. He might have been. He might have switched. Been phased out. Although TRL's the day job, last call's the night job. Maybe. Right. (laughs) (laughs) The Anna Nicole show on E. Remember the huge show? Totally watched this. Yeah, I watched this too. Yeah, her. Um, that was this year. Her lawyer named Howard uh, Stern, right? Howard it, Stern. His name was also Howard Stern. Really? I don't remember that. Yeah. Um, and her son was there too. Yeah, she was. Uh, uh, yeah, she kind of blew up. Yeah, she was like a big deal at the time. Uh, the Jamie Kennedy experiment on the WB. <laughs> <laughs> um, major. Major. Um, <laughs> I'm going to mention this towards the end because it's too big. Um, the Shield on FX. Michael Chiklis, I was wow. reading that this show is kind of what blew up FX. It was this show. That kinda, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that would make sense. That would make and sense. he also won an Emmy, and it was like a big surprise. Like, he beat out, like, some of the HBO people. Like, he, it was a big deal. Uh, the Bachelor. Huge. Mm-hmm. Bachelor. I think so. Oh, kind of Cor- early. According to Wikipedia. Are you sure? According to Wikipedia, The Bachelor. Okay. Although I saw something that talked about season two, so maybe it was even the year before. Are I don't you know. sure it wasn't an EP? <laughs> <laughs> EP. An EP Bachelor. Um, but I mean, you know, Bachelor's become an a EP phenomenon. I mean, it's still on all the Are different sure it wasn't shows. A commercial? No, it, it was on. Let's just go. Uh, with no, it. Don't look it up. Okay, don't look it up. Just, don't look it up. I looked it up. I looked it up. You're right. All right. So who was the first one? Was that um the the what was his name? The guy. You Joe, didn't even do that. Joe Millionaire. <laughs> no. You always say what I do is too long. So, no. I didn't. Yeah. Like, I have other stuff I'm going to. That's more yeah. important. All right. We can keep moving. Okay. Um, George Lopez on ABC. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> um, kind of funny. I like. I think he's pretty funny. So. Okay. I'll check out the show. Uh, made on MTV. <laughs> Huge. Oh. Huge. Made. That's like the. Made the, was great. Docu series. The docu series. Right? I had friends that were on like one of the first episodes. Whoa! Amazing show. Uh, I always tuned in. It was high quality documentary television. It was very good for the time. Is like it was felt cutting edge. It, it was very. It was. It was a good show. It felt real. Felt mm-hmm. real. <laughs> uh, um, the channel G four launched this year. New channel mm-hmm. in two thousand two. G four. What did it do? What it? What, what was its specialty? I don't really know. What is okay. it? Is, is it that a, like the game? Is that the game? Yeah, it's thing? become oh, like maybe. video game it's stuff games? now. I think it was something Which else w- back then. 
Well, okay, it just came back because I think oh. I remember people talking about like, oh, this is back. And I'm like, I don't know what that is. Yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> Brandon, The Wire was this year. Ooh, the Wire. The wire. The wire was this year. Watched the whole show over the, right pa- over the over the pandemic. The it was amazing. Um, Crank Anchors, Comedy Central, very funny, and it came back kind of recently. Funny, dude. Dude, fucking hilarious, <laughs> dude. Um, Eminem was on an app. Yep. Remember that? Yeah, that was cool. Yep, just cranking and pranking. And yanking <laughs> and yanking. Yeah, I, I cranked to that show. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Come on. The Adventures of did. Jimmy Neutron, Boy Genius, Nickelodeon, Jimmy oh, Neutron. His head was big. His head was big, dude. <laughs> <laughs> big head, dude. Um, thank you, Dave. <laughs> um, anything else on Jimmy Neutron? <laughs> Yeah, that's it. I hate it. I I didn't. I mean, no, we're, we're past. We were, we're past Nick at this point. This. Yeah, we're we're yeah. yeah, we're past Nick at this there, point. There, there were people that were in the camp that were like they were immature. This is pretty fun. This is actually pretty funny. If you had friends that were watching Jimmy Neutron, dump them. We had a friend that was Jimmy Neutron for Halloween. That's right. In high school. It's years after this, though. Years later. Years. <laughs> I just hated that like animation, like. At that time, even though it was like like Beast, remember it was like the Beast Wars. It's animation. cutting edge like though. That, it like, was early CGI TV show, right? Right. Yeah. So yeah, it, it felt like like Pixar on TV or something. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Doctor Insulting. Doctor Phil was this year. Oh, great yeah. guy. Technically a sp- a spinoff, right, from Oprah. <laughs> yes. <Right>? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oprah, she gave she gave the world Doctor Phil and Doctor Oz, just really great stuff. Oh my God! Uh, Eight Simple Rules <laughs> debuted on ABC this year. Eight Simple Rules definitely watched that show. Um, but Brandon, your favorite show launched this year. One of your favorite shows, CSI Miami on CBS. <laughs> oh yeah, um, <laughs> combining yeah, CSI and Miami. <laughs> Do your <laughs> Do favorite your favorite things. things. <laughs> um, but getting uh, getting uh, but flashbacks the, to most deaf singing my favorite things. <laughs> um, but Miami's three three more debuts I got to mention. Two I have clips for. One I don't have a clip. I, I probably should have got okay. a clip for this. But one of the biggest deals in television. One of the first big reality shows. The Osbournes was this year. Massive. Right. Massive. Right. Right. Osborne's was right. a big deal. Ozzy. Sharon. Classic. Well, I was gonna <laughs> when you had mentioned the Anna Nicole Smith thing, I was like, oh, is this? Did she actually beat Osborne's to the punch? Same year. I don't know who beat who, but right. we've talked a lot about this show. At some point, we're gonna do a whole format about based oh. on this show, <laughs> guys. It's American Idol season one, baby. Come on. Come on. It wasn't last year, huh? I guess we didn't talk about it, so it must have... I thought you might have just, like, forgotten about it. why do you do this? (laughs) Why do you insist on, like... Stop doing that. Because I'm gonna second guess myself every time, even though sorry, I'm hundred percent sure. No, no, no. Like, no, I, I'm, I'm not. I wasn't certain at all. But in my head, it was 2000. You think I wouldn't have brought it up last year? The American Idol, something we talk about all the time. <laughs> we talk about this all the time. We were gonna format this entire hey, hey, season around man. American Idol. No, no, no. 
Pete. <laughs> Come in peace, man. <laughs> no, you don't, dude. You're ho- this about, is hostile. Uh, this is Britney, hostile. Britney Spears in the ni- in 1970. <laughs> That's the kind of vibe I bring. <laughs> Moving on. I, I'm trying. You guys. I'm trying, and you guys don't let me. <laughs> I'm trying here. You've asked yeah. me so many times to like try and condense. The problem is you guys don't allow it. Dave doesn't allow yeah. it. I don't. I'm sorry. American Idol. Come on. Classic stuff. Yeah. Did you, did you guys watch the first season? Yeah, 100%. Yes. Watch the first like five seasons, like every episode. Okay. Yes. I didn't really watch it. This is, well, yeah. yeah, this is mostly for me and Brandon. So again, Dave, stop interrupting. This is like a big me and Brandon <laughs> thing. I watched this part of the show. Okay, the so this is what I wanted to talk about, right? Obviously, Kelly Clarkson won. Finale versus Justin Guarini. Amazing television. The voting system every week. This was all at great stuff. I would I I was voting almost every week. I was calling in and voting. Like I were you? Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, I was all in. I never knew that. I was a call in voter. Maybe not every week, but I like a lot of weeks I was doing it. Um, and I remember the first season I remember the best. The seasons after that I probably didn't watch like as often, but I I would watch like towards the end. And the very Dan, beginning. Didn't it, did it change? Like the first season, like you didn't win a, a, a recording contract. You won a daytime talk show. <laughs> you know, yeah, you won. You won like a season that started one, like you, 15 years later. <laughs> yeah. Uh, in season one, you won like a, a multi-decade longevity career. <laughs> and then. Yeah. Right. Now, yeah. It, the right. show is still on now. Now you win a podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you inherit no, a podcast, Dan. I have to say, I do not remember this one as much as I remember like the the later seat, like the Elliot Yamin season, where like I remember like week eleven <laughs> performances of like deep cuts, I like know. Ace Young doing. There were definitely there were singers I loved more in a couple of the later seasons, definitely. Yeah, but I watched most of this first season, probably all of it. Kelly Clarkson was undeniable the whole season. I remember, mm. I remember thinking like what when about it got, Clay Aiken though? when it got narrowed down. Not this season, Dave. Uh, okay. I remember <laughs> thinking like when they narrowed down to like the final ten or whatever or twelve, and thinking like, oh, th- she's the best one by far, like Kelly huh. Clarkson, and she won. So I was right. I remember thinking that. <laughs> um, but but there, show the receipts. I remember. Just saying. Did you vote for her, Dan? I think one of the weeks I did. Yeah, Guarini was very good, um, but he wasn't Kelly. Just saying. And you put Kelly Clarkson up against Elliot Yamin. I'm voting Elliot Yamin all day. <laughs> <laughs> you put her up against Ace Brandon. What was his last name? <laughs> Ace Young. <laughs> I'm voting like, Ace why Young. Do I- why do I still have this in my brain oh, this so is, vividly? But, okay, we're not talking about that. We're talking about the first season. And like Dave hinted at already, yeah, as much as it was great to watch the talent, the show was a phenomenon because of the beginning of the show, because of Simon. Yeah. Simon changed what like television and like reality TV, like what it could be. Like, yeah, we mm-hmm. hate to say it, but it's true. Like, well, the I three of them together, really, but it, Simon as, especially. But right. I also don't think it's as big of a show without the three of them because you need the difference. Like you need Paula, sure. you, need the like Paula. You, you need the Paula and, and the Randy <laughs> kind but, of in the middle. Yeah. But and yeah, then, there's so many YouTube clips of like all the best moments and commentary. So I just want to play a little bit of it. 
like this is a YouTube video from the first season. Worst and funniest auditions ever heard on American Idol season one. Uh, I wanted to play a little bit of this, and then there's something I'm gonna play that's later in this that I that we talked about a few months ago that I wanted to bring up again. Um, but this is it just right off right out the gate. The start it's just so funny. I've got sunshine on a cloudy day when it's cold outside. I've so funny. Got the middle of May. Well, I guess you say what can make me feel this way, my girl. Steven, my Steven, girl. Steven, stop. <laughs> oh, Christ. That was terrible. <laughs> I mean, seriously terrible. Paul, <laughs> it's okay, it's okay. I thought it was really bad, too. Uh, you may be um, somewhat, there's, there's a phrase called tone deaf. If you like missing one of my original songs. No, I couldn't hear anymore. Honestly, we, honestly Stephen, without being rude, we've heard enough. That's sad. Uh, just, just ruthless, man. Like, ah. Uh. It was the bet. It's the best. You know what I call him, though? You know what I call him? Simon Coward. He should get in front of Randy and Paula and perform. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Dave. Um, but I got. <laughs> I got to fast forward because this season, yeah. this is a big thing on Twitter a few months ago. This season, oh, right. has the woman that looks like Marjorie Taylor Greene, and the internet, her. and the internet yeah. was convinced it was her. That she actually auditioned for American Idol and then had her name <laughs> under a fake name. It does look a lot like her, but I, they, it does. they confirmed it. It's not her. But I just wanted to play a little bit of that because that's in the first season. This Mar- Marjorie Taylor Greene lookalike. She's also crazy, like Marjorie Taylor Greene. Yeah. Stephanie, you're not a very good singer. I think I am. I'm sorry. Please believe us, Stephanie. It wasn't great. <laughs> you haven't left the cheese company. No, but I did tell him now that I'm on national television that... Uh, well, tell them the good news is you're going to be back on Monday. <laughs> Stephanie, thanks a lot. Yes or no? Oh, yes or no? that's so sad. No for I, Hollywood. No I'll just for learn Hollywood. a cheese song and sing cheese. Okay. So I'll sing about cheese. Stephanie, thank you very much. Thank indeed. you very thank much. You. Thank you, guys. And as the talent in the audition room got worse, Simon's comments got uh, nastier. Dunkelman. I mean, out of yeah. ten, what would you give yourself? I would give myself a ten. Well, I'd give you one. <laughs> This My the quick hits from Simon. If you want to pursue a career in the music business, don't. What was that? <laughs> when you entered this competition, did you really believe that you could become what you're standing on now, the American Idol? Yes, sir. Well, then you're deaf. <laughs> Thanks. Thank bye bye. Oh. The whole thing is so good. And then, yeah, you have both, uh, you know, obviously. The uh, the dawn of uh, Ryan the Seacrest. dunk. Oh, I thought you were gonna. Uh-huh. I thought you were about to call him the dunk. <laughs> yeah, the dunk. Well, no, the dawn of Ryan Seacrest and Dunkelman disappears right away. Um, God, there's just so much good stuff. I, I I could watch the 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 those clips just for hours. Uh, it's so funny. The early, you can. Yeah. You can. Yeah. I could. Um, you can YouTube, but we. I. Uh, what, it is a little sad, you know, 20 years later. I, I, you got to wonder what happened to these people. Did it, did it affect their lives, like being ripped apart by Simon Coward? Oh, sorry, Cowell. They, they got on TV. That's best case scenario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it is entertaining, but it is a little sad, too. I get, I get a little bit sad sometimes. Yeah, I, I definitely have a different perspective on it now because, like, 
now at least like if that was like tiktok or something somebody would just like scroll by and like maybe once in a while it would like go viral but like for it to just like be on tv and like to live in that moment it's like it feels a lot different in retrospect yeah it feels a lot different yeah that's fair i uh I still laugh so hard at it. I mean, maybe that makes me a bad person. I don't know. No, but no, I, I think get, it's I so no, no. Incredibly I don't think there's funny. anything wrong. There's not yeah. anything wrong with la- it's laughing. It's funny, at but it. I'm also sad. It's like it's I'm yes. having both experiences at at one time. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Um, but arguably a more important. I mean, you know, not even arguably, definitely a more important debut. What? In, two, in 2002 for us for us three impossible that was, that was just but me that continue. was just me and brandon dave you weren't included okay. in that <laughs> oh you, i wasn't you were not included in that <laughs> this is all three of us uh-huh the most important television debut of 2002 it's out of the 80s on vh1 uh, oh come on that's this year that's it's right out of the 80s the start of the full series out of the 90s right. out of the 70s part two Strikes b- strikes back. 3D. Big, big deal. Yeah. Big deal. Leslie actually started re-watching this whole series, and so it's on in our apartment a lot in the background. It's huh. it's it's still great. It's still so great. Very yeah, very fun. And this is how, and I think Davis said this too. This is how I learned a lot from yeah, these it shows. Was educational. Yeah, it, yeah, it's educational. It's this series, this show. So it's funny. I found a way to even though the season's about the 2000s, I found a way to make it about the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> I found another way. Um, but There's I wanted way. to just play a quick clip of something I think we could all appreciate. This is it, it, this felt like the most like syndicated thing on VH1. I mean, this was on all the time. Um, mm-hmm. so, so, it's yeah. just, so ridiculousness isn't that ridiculous, that, that that's all that they show on <laughs> That's true. I felt. I feel like it was these shows kind of were doing what ridiculous. Well, ridiculousness is no. literally on all it's, day. It's yeah, all day. Yeah. God, it's weird. Anyway, um, so I want to play this. This is from 1985 episode. This is them talking about where are the world. I just want to play a little bit of this because it's very funny and it features a couple guests that we've talked about on Dan and Brave. Too. So I, I just wanted to play this just for a little <laughs> bit. Um, I think we are the world is just like our common denominator. Like all right. roads lead to we are the world. That's why <laughs> yeah. it's exactly why I wanted to play this. This is our, yeah, our home. But if you check when I saw the we are the world video, <laughs> I was pissed off that I wasn't asked to do it. Other than that, it was great. I know I wasn't invited to sing on it. Maybe I have bad vibes or something. <laughs> when they turn the mic over to Springsteen, and he puts on the boss face, that huge jaw that comes out. You're like, there he goes, doing that, the boss thing. Is Dylan on there? So here's like these two old, gnarly guys coming from Seoul, and then there's all these 80s rock behind her with the hair like all the time. You have all these giants <laughs> of music and then you have Dan Aykroyd standing in the back. Who invited Dan Aykroyd? <laughs> we needed Dan. That voice. That was such a night. Oh Pointer. my God. Oh. I was there. And it was just such a great, great experience. Because I spent the night with... Bruce Springsteen. I spent the night with Michael Jackson. I spent, you know, oh, okay. I spent the night with Lionel Richie. Yeah, know? I was like, whoa. I know, I know. Just what we, we tried for on Anthem. 
Okay, and then they started talking about the Remember metal they had, one. Like all the heavy metal guys <laughs> united, and yeah. they that, did that a thing called like the metal one. But, no, I, I mostly <laughs> just wanted to play this clip because right away it's um, Hagar, Hagar saying, "Yeah, I wasn't invited, but it was fine." <laughs> just, Why and, would and, he be invited? And Alice Cooper wasn't invited, and they're they're like, yeah. they he see, definitely uh, yeah. would not have been invited. Yeah, it's very funny. They just seem butthurt about it, and I kind of um, like that. Yeah. I know. And then you have Pointer. Uh, I love they got. Um, was it? I missed it. Was it Anita root pointer? pointer. No, it was Anita Pointer. Anita Pointer. Yeah. So I mean, just great stuff. Um, where? Wow. Of our what? Love of the '80s stems from. Well, you know this well, time period. Yeah. So for sure. But I think like '80s nostalgia was such a huge deal in this early part of the yes. 2000s. So that is another thing. I'm so happy you said that. Like any kid in high school now is going to be into what we're talking about. Like there's early two thousands. Like if they're, if they are into old stuff like that, like we were into the eighties, that's the same time difference, which is weird, but it is. Yeah. Us in 2007 being into the eighties as kids now being into the two thousands. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So can we uh, change the Daniel? Daniel? Daniel can be changed and edited. Yeah. Uh, well, let's kick it right deck, deck down for the last of the, the last of, uh, last of us TV of 2023, right? Uh, talk about Daniels. I'll never watch it, but yeah. <laughs> and moving on to where are they now? Where are you? Kind of like what you were talking about, Dan. Uh, some of our favorite, uh, people, billboard, dement people of the eighties and nineties, what are they doing in the 2000s? So it's kind of a VH1 type of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, a, I love the 80s type of thing. So I got a couple stories and a couple couple songs from a couple albums that came out this year. Let's start with Joey McIntyre. We asked the question, where are you now? In 2002, he appeared for a season on the television program, Boston Public. Brandon, how was the appearance? I know you watched that show. <laughs> Did not watch Boston Public. Big Boston Public guy, Brandon. I was a I was a big Boston legal. I was a Boston legal guy. Which which not one was public. Shatner? Which one was Shatner? Legal. Okay. Okay. So I was thinking right. of legal also when Dave said Boston Public. <laughs> Who's on Public Spader? No, it, no, that was also legal. legal. It was like Chi, Chi McBride, oh, I think no. maybe was on Boston I Public. Know. I don't know. You would know. All right, what about LL Cool J? Speaking of CBS, what about LL Cool J? He's always on the Grammys. Um, he also is on like a CSI. And he's, oh, he's also on the CSI. That's, <laughs> that's probably why he's always on the Grammys. I never put it together. He's literally always on CBS. His second book was the children-oriented book called And the Winner Is, published... I don't know why I even said that story. Forget about that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I have a couple of photography stories from where are they now people the first one comes from Desiree remember, remember her oh yes in 2002 she did short courses in photography and ceramics at the Camberwell College of the Arts but that's not it picture this as well Brian Adams in 2002 he was invited along with other photographers from the Commonwealth 
because he's from Canada, to uh, photograph Queen Elizabeth II during the during her Golden Jubilee. One of the photographs from the session was used as a Canadian postage sna- uh, stamp in 2004 and again in 2005. Another portrait of both Queen Elizabeth II and Prince Philip is now in the National Portrait Gallery in London. So, whoa. Had no idea Brian was so multi-talented. His pictures appear on stamps? Of all the photographers, they ask Brian Brian Adams to <laughs> snap photos? Feels like kind of Nepo baby, even though he's not a Nepo baby. It just feels like... <laughs> <laughs> right. Because he's a famous musician. Like, that's... That's like the famous parent in this case. Name recognition. Yeah. And then finally, Phil Collins. Come on, give this boy his flowers, guys. In 2002, he received the Disney Legend Award. Disney Legend Award. Disney Legend Award. They think of Phil Collins as a Disney legend. Fucking Tarzan. Finally vindicated by the industry after years of abuse and name calling. (laughs) The Grammys don't give a fuck. People were making fun of Phil, but Disney knows his worth. So thank God for Disney. Okay. What's Kenny Loggins doing, Dave? <laughs> Sadly, I, he's not doing much this year, which is really disappointing. Oh, I could, no, no Kenny Loggins stuff. Uh, but let's talk about a few uh, albums. You're dancing that came around out. it. Just come on. <laughs> <laughs> Disney legend. Where you yeah, worked that, with them right? once? <laughs> yeah, at that right? point, only once. And then he did the uh, Super Bowl 2000 yep. singing uh, in, a, in the Disney right. uh, sponsored show. Yeah, he thing. hadn't done uh, Brother Bear yet, right? No, I don't think so. Unless that's this year. Uh, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. It's crap. I don't think so, though, right? Yeah. The All right. Music Let's is talk crap. about three albums of note by Where Are They Now Artist. Uh, we're going to have to change the name of the month from the traditional January to the untraditional and unorthodox January, because on the eighth day of that month, we saw the long-awaited and hot, hotly anticipated release of Surge by the great Jane Child. Hell yeah. Ooh. Nice. I probably listened to this. For the legends. Did you listen to You Bluebird from Surge? I don't remember which albums I listened to. I listened well, to a, co- listened to a couple f- albums, though. We're listening to it now. You're not You're not playing anything. Oh, wait, now you are. Okay. Yeah, man. 
I good. usually don't play a clip that Dude. long, but like I, I had to keep she is listening. Forever underrated. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I mean, underrated, man. She's so cool. That's that sounds really great. Good. That's really sounds, good. She did, she she ahead. took the sound of female pop stars at the time and made it better. Yeah, kind of right. So sick. It still like has like a new jack. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she like combined like, both swing, somehow. Uh, yeah, element to it. Yeah. But kind of has like Christina Aguilera. Like you can see her singing yeah. something similar to that yeah. during this time period. But okay, that was good. But let's let's see if we can top that. We're not going to. I don't to. know. I think we you're should. You're not just going end the show. to. I can tell you confidently, <laughs> you're not going to top it. Let's try. Men, step aside because on April some... 23rd of 2002, we see the release of Only a Woman Like You by the very great Michael Bolton. Let's hear. It's not going to top Let's that. Let's hear. Come on. <laughs> Let's hear Dance With Me from that album. Wait, this isn't Mark Anthony? <laughs> You're right. Yeah. I was standing there by the my God. He rules. It's literally a Mark Anthony song. Like yeah. that's that's all the be to know. Tell, Tell me, baby girl, is a need. Is that need? Oh my God, that is insane. What, what a rip! Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. He was intimidated. He thought he was like he's like Mark Anthony's standing on my corner somehow. So I gotta. <laughs> yeah. Michael Anthony. Wow. <laughs> yeah, adult contemporary got more Latin. He's like, fuck. I'm falling behind here so I, I it kind of works though honestly <laughs> he's not known for the upbeat track and i he kind of he kind of works it i think for me maybe i'm a bolton apologist i don't know um the top jane child no deaf no um God, that jane, <laughs> i might have missed that jane child because that might yeah, have been better than the really song good, right? I played. That was really good. Yeah, it definitely was, was. It definitely was better. Okay. 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 You guys don't remember <laughs> no, it at all. Confirmed. You guys no, confirmed. don't remember it at all. That's exactly. Fine. I remember this one. All right. Oh, one you more. remember this one? Okay. Yeah. Cool. Oh, you Sing remember it. the song from, from, from 30 <laughs> seconds ago? <laughs> yeah. That's the, that. that's the song from the 90s that I played. That's it. That's how it goes. <laughs> she remade it in 2002. And lastly... Can we top that? We keep topping it. Can we top it again? Uh, Are we going to play like Bruce or some shit? (laughs) (laughs) The Rising came out this year. Was going to play We talked about it already. Yeah. But then I found out about Jane. But rock. But rock. And lastly, on August 13th, after a year of boy bands and lamestream, mainstream pop, teeny boppers and tweens alike, we were finally allowed to rock once again, we got the permission, permission granted, with the release of X <laughs> by British bad boys uh, of fucking rock and roll, 
Def Leppard. I remember. I remember this. <laughs> Let's fucking rock, fellas, with long, long way to go. Middle fingers in the fucking air. Whew. <laughs> Another Mark Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> Throw your X's up. Close, very close to end credit vibes. My genre, end credit vibes, oh, like very yeah. close. Walking out of the theater, kind of butt rock, dude. Though, if butt rock was more like light, actually, butt, but light. This is a little. This is end credit vibes. Now it's not. Now it's not. It it left. I think me and Dave are forever confused by that whole thing. Uh, yeah. yeah, we'll never know because like the style change every single song he plays. Anyway, past that, wait, um, I just had to say. Okay, go ahead. I remember that song because I w- I liked Def Leppard '80s music at this time. It's one of the couple of the first songs I like learned how to play on guitar. Took this out from the library, the Ocean County Library. Oh. It's like this is gonna be sick, and it sucked. Oh wow! Oh, it sucked. I don't. I mean, at least my memory. No, of I'm it kidding. I'm kidding. Then. No, it, it it's bad. Uh, yeah, I was trying to do a fake out. Like it didn't fucking rock. It fucking blew, dude. Like <laughs> these guys sound like pussies now. <laughs> <laughs> they were getting pussy, and now they became pussy, dude. Deaf pussies. Yeah, dude. Of- <laughs> I just think it's funny that like some of these older rock bands really try to lean into the adult contemporary almost like what is it similar to that's being made at this time maybe i don't even know like maybe like a little bit like a pre-daughtry yeah uh, it, it kind of like it, the calling or kind of like that kind of shit but but honestly uh, this is going to be a weird take savage garden it sounds like the David Foster production that would turn into Josh Groban like three years later. Yeah, that I can did. See that. that yeah. did. Sure. I can hear it. Dan, what do you think? What's your take? Uh, don't play stuff like that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even have right, a take. Yeah, maybe maybe sucks. ramp up maybe ramp up to Jane Child. Maybe I, I, go the I'm, opposite direction. I'm just thinking what? about Jane Child and how that song is the new Comac Comac song for no, me. No, no. We needed a, a nice <laughs> hey, cool down after hey, that song. That Jane Child song, I'm telling you, could be the it's new, new Comax. It could be the new Comax. I hope it is. That song ruled. I hope it I'm is. I'm probably gonna listen to it a lot. No, I, I usually play a lot of duds for, for the humor on this show, but Jane Child for real was was excellent. I think I missed it. I think it was too many albums, too many Jane Child albums. I must have skipped. No, a few. there wasn't. There was like only three. Are you sure? That's what I looked. That's Table, I looked tables at. have turned. Are you sure? <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> 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 
For real, I thought there were maybe, more than that. I maybe they're like just her third album. <laughs> maybe there was just too many songs that like sounded the same. That like once you were in it, you yeah. couldn't see that perspective. Like because that definitely happens. Yes, I think that that's. Thank you for helping me. <laughs> thank you. For, <laughs> yeah, th- thank you for helping me. This yes. is only her third album. She only put out three, and um, it was not uh, on I, a major I, label. It was I on Sugar I definitely listened to all three. Then, damn. Yeah, okay. I guess you then did. You know what, Dave? That, that's not enough songs for you to be di- to be distracted, then, Dan. Yeah, so yeah, it is. Dan. It's like 60, 50. 60? <laughs> 20 each. 60? They're all double albums. So. Yeah, 20 each could be. No, it's probably right. like probably like 40. Let's end the show. Uh huh. <laughs> what do you say? You know what I have to say in retrospect, or not in retrospect, but like you know, going into two thousand two, I kept making a big deal about. That it was a blind spot. The picture's right. a little bit more clear <laughs> oh. for me, but honestly, I think it's just because now that you pointed out a lot of the beginnings of these things, The Bachelor, uh, some of the movies that we saw, Benefer, like American Idol, like I remember all this stuff, but like it also feels like stuff that I just kind of was always aware of at the same time. Like right. it's weird. Like it's hard to like. I feel like the next year and the year after, it's going to be stuff that I have a little bit more vivid memories of. Even though I still have vivid memories of them, the 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 picture's clearer, but it's not it's not as clear as it could be. I'm presenter Brandon. Goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) Just um, (laughs) that and your end credits thing, dude. I don't know what's happening to you. I'm understanding less and less of you. I'm understanding less and less of you. Yeah. You got to get, get some help. I, I don't know. You know I don't, <laughs> we got a picture evaluation at the end. <laughs> no, I kind of, I know what you're saying. It was a little bit, maybe so much was going on in our personal lives at the time that this stuff was on the, on the periphery and it kind of faded into the background. You know, things got blurry. So to uh, quote uh, Puddle of Mud, it got blurry. So I kind of get it. Once Brandon pulled up the stuff from the Tonys, then he was like, oh, now I remember <laughs> this period of time. Oh, of course. Yeah. Uh, I also think, weirdly, I moved, like, twice this year, and it was, like, a pretty confusing time. So I think I'm not uh, – I was having trouble, like, realizing, yeah. like, like, placing where things happened. I'm sure that's the case. Got it. All right, Dan, why don't you say goodbye? Uh, goodbye, presenter number two, presenter Danny. See you next time. And I'm, I'm presenter number three. See you next time. Bye. Bye. See you in 2002, Board Bills. If you like all the other shit, you're going to love the tunes. <laughs> <laughs> Bye.